Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. My name is Knives Monroe. How you guys doing? Hopefully, you're doing well. With me today is a very special guest. I don't know how to introduce you. You're my cousin. You're Oscar Matthew. You're also Hydrogena. So how should I address you? Um, at first, probably uh, it'll be Oscar Matthew at first. Um, and, uh, um, and yeah, Hydrogena, which I, I do feel it's a little... I'm not even too sure I'm supposed to be calling myself that yet, yeah. but I've stuck with it so far, and uh, yeah. Dude, um, I heard your album um, about three times today, and um, bravo, man. Like, f Considering that you do everything on your own, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I wouldn't be blowing smoke up your ass if it wasn't. Um, I want to start kind of like at the beginning of what got you into musicianship, like um, obviously there's so much that I know about you already, but just for the listeners, how did you get started? Like, what was your introduction to, to music? Like, how did you know that's something that I want to do? Um, I started off in, uh, a church setting. Uh, I was, I come from a religious background and, um, so, um, born Catholic and then converted into Christianity. I was around the church setting, um, for a good part of my life, uh, especially when I was a kid. So that was my first, uh, when we would go to church, you know, me and my mom and uh, my little sister, we would go and there was music playing. Um, piano, accordion, uh, bass guitar, drums, and love at first sight when I saw the drums. <laughs> it wasn't what the drummer was doing, but I remember just, hearing and seeing it visually as well like whoa you can you can do that you know and uh obviously i don't remember who was playing but uh, i guess the little monkey in me was very uh the, the it was very primal yeah. something just it, it moved me and i was like I, w I didn't understand but i was like man but uh, so you can put these things two together you know like uh right hand and uh, the left hand go together and then you have the foot so there was a lot going on you know yeah. so that was like the initial like seeing that and drumming and i'm like i want to do that i don't know how but i would like to give uh give a crack at it and how old are you let's see maybe five six and then how old were you when you gave drums a shot uh 15 15 years old yes freshman sophomore uh probably a junior year junior junior going into senior year how did right? you get your hands on drums so i so at first okay well it's around the same timeline so i got my first drum set um in my senior year um my mother bought it for me um 
And the whole idea was, I, I can't remember what the reason was, but I think it was like, oh, probably because I was graduating from high school. And um, I don't know. I kind of just, I, this is a bad thing to say, but it's like I kind of conned her and like kind of <laughs> manipulated her. I was like, please, like, I was like, I've been a good kid. And well, maybe not the best, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm graduating high school. Like, if there's one thing that I want is I want a, I want a drum set. And um, yeah, she's like, okay, cool. Go get the one you want. And so I go online. And um, it's my first kit was uh, Orange County, OCDP, yeah, Orange County Drums and Percussion, OCDP. That's the brand. So to give you a little picture, uh, that's the same brand that Travis Barker used at that time and Joey Jordan at that time i think if not he would probably went to pearl or something but he did use it during like the iowa area but anyway so yeah that was my first crack at it and um but leading up to like giving drums a shot okay g getting my first drum set was one thing right but leading up to that um i started playing at my local church um basic songs jesus songs you know good catchy great songs at, I'll get into, <laughs> I smile because it's, we'll get into it, but it was my first time like getting on stage and performing, you know? Mm. Um, so, so I think once I got a few little, a little bit of reps, like playing like little local, like four or five songs for worship and praise, whatever I started to uh, like, I liked it. I was like, cool. Like, okay. Like it's for I, ABC, simple pocket, a crash here and there. And that's it. Like just, play the song right very basic and um that's when i started to like okay i actually want my own now i want to do i want to give that a shot when you were a kid were you in band in high school oh man here's a good one so in fifth grade i remember fifth grade going to sixth grade right it's a big transition going from elementary to middle school so i remember i signed up for band in fifth grade and uh, the the band uh, teachers came over, and they were saying, "If you want to be in band, uh, here's a list of instruments, and pick your three choices." And I remember specifically picking. I just wrote percussion all the way down, <laughs> percussion, percussion, percussion. I turned it in. Fast forward, I go to middle school, and I was in band. And I, I didn't know that. And I was in band, and uh, they they assigned me to clarinet. I immediately. I was upset. I was so like tense and just, I didn't even bother, not even give it a shot, not even one note, not even, not even that. <laughs> I, th I think I would have just fell over and like, you know, but. Do you regret that decision? No, I don't. I, I sometimes I, I don't regret it. Like if I was in percussion, oh, beautiful, right? Yeah. So I can't say I don't regret it because that's all, that's, I just want to play the drums. Yeah. I, oh, I just want to be involved with the percussion. Like, that's it. Yeah. And I remember just looking over and the, the band teacher was like, all right, welcome to band. And we're going to, we're all going to get to know each other and blah, blah, blah. And then we, this is your instrument. And once he was done, I was like, uh, sir, can I see you in the office? And he's like, okay, sure. And I sh I get in there and I told him, like, dude, like, uh, I'm not playing clarinet. Just, well, I was a what? <laughs> 12. Three, yeah. 11, 12. And uh, I told him, like, dude, I'm not, I signed up for a percussion, man. I was like, if you look back at the, if you look back at my name and you look, pull up the file, 
I wrote percussion all the way down for a reason. I was like, why is there's not any a, a spot for me? What, what's going on? He's like, oh well, yeah, it's because we filled up the spot. He's like, well, why don't you want to play the player, the clarinet? And I'm like, and he's like, he's like, do these breathing exercises. I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not. You can't convince me. Like, I'm. That's it. Like, I'm. I was like, look, if if you don't want to change me, I'm gonna go to the principal right now. He's like, he's like, all right. He's like, what do you want to go do? I was like, send me to art. Send me to art. And so I go, and um, literally, I he, I don't know. They took me to the principal's office, and like, uh, Mister Mister Olivo here doesn't, he doesn't want to be in band. And he's whatever. So yeah, I go to art class, and that was that. That is dramatic. You know what I mean? Like uh, I remember, same thing. They they told me, "What do you want to play?" And the only instrument I knew was saxophone because of Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons. That's beautiful. And they're like, "You don't want to play saxophone. You want to play the trumpet." And I was like, "No, nah, I want to play the saxophone." They're like, "The trumpet?" And so they signed me mm. up for trumpet, and I did that for four or five years, and I, I never got good at it. But it taught me how to what four measures were, what like how to count. I envy that. Taught me the basics, the very very you know minuscule, simple simple basics. So like. I have no rudimentary foundation when it comes to music. I don't have a musical bone in my body, but I was in band and I I, did, I do know like what keys are and measures and like the, you know, the very basic, very, very basic things. I just know of them. I'm not a, a good student of that game, um, but I, I never knew about that story. And it's funny. I don't, maybe you did tell me, but I forgot, but um, that sucks, you know, cause um, right now Jeremy's son, Levi, he's in uh, he's in percussion, and I and I, when I heard that, I was like, I wonder how he got in. Oh, that's fucking great. How did he get in? You know, and uh, that's going to put him on a trajectory for the rest of his life that I think will be very interesting. Unfortunately, you missed out on that a, a little bit. So, okay, I was a little like rebellious. I was a little like, fuck, man, I this is all I wanted to do. But uh, I learned a lot from art. I learned how to draw. You know, not the best, but I remember entering like little competitions, like. The first one was get any any picture you want and reverse it and then draw it like that. You have to re you have to just draw it reversed or upside down. Sorry, and uh, yeah, and I got like an A and it was great. I think it was like a, a Spider Man with webs all over or something. That's cool. Um, so it was cool. I did learn. So, uh, but I remember seeing kids in in the in the in the hallway that were in percussion. They had a little pad and some sticks. And I remember some some of these kids, they would practice away, right? Just, you know, tapping away, doing rudiments. And uh, every now and then a kid or during lunch or a break or whatever, uh, one would leave their sticks and pads on the floor like, I'm going to go to the restroom. So I would go down there and I'm like, oh, a pad and some sticks and I'll be playing. And I look over to the next guy. He's like, I was like, what are you playing? He's like, he's like, hey, you're not in band. I was like, I know, but can you just show me, please? He's like, oh, this is a paradiddle. Right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. Okay, so I'm there. He's like, you do. This is the accents. Okay, cool. Um, I wish I could have my hands too, like, but yeah. it's all good. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then the 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 guy that <laughs> took a break, he comes back. He's like, hey, those are my sticks. I was like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, man. I just I think this is pretty cool. So I kind of like peeked in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but when we ever have the the pep rallies, you know, the football games. I would just stare at the, I was like, man, that, that could have been me. You know, uh, what is those called? The, not congos or. Quartet? Or what the, were they the, the, yeah, the quads. The, the quads, quads, yeah. Right? The, yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's so fucking, or the snare. You know, yeah. I was like, each or one, any, anything that I can bang on with sticks. 
As a kid, the coolest kids were the percussionists, for sure. They were the coolest kids. I think so. Yeah. Um, they were just the pulse and the, the, the prime, especially like getting ready for a football game, you yeah. know? Especially um, the, the Donna High School theme, which is all percussion, basically. All per- yeah, and very very tribe very yeah. like it's and it moves you and it gets you pumped up and amped like lfg you know let's fucking go you know yeah. and so it and it and it's not just for the football players everybody in the building can feel it and sense it you yeah. know and especially when you leave out that when you leave the pep rally like oh, yeah you know it still sticks with you like it still resonates you know yeah um so yeah so there was yes and no when i was not leading up to it but uh that was my little peak of just like flirting with it, I don't know, or yeah. uh, getting a little something out of it, even though I wanted to be in band. So cut to high school, you finessed your mom into getting a drum kit. Um, what was the name of the drum kit? It was Rachel? Uh, Rebecca? Uh, Rachel. So oh, I was close. I yeah. would back it up just a little bit. So going into that, YouTube started to come out. Yeah. 2006, 2007, like going into high school. Mm-hmm. And I would try to look up any drum videos I can find, anything, anything. And one of them was Mike Johnson. And uh, at that time, and now he's still there, and it's beautiful. Like, the best clinician, educator, uh, teacher. He doesn't like to be called a drummer. But um, by the time, it was like, I want to learn, and I want to see, and I want to know. Um, again, I, I didn't grow up with anybody that played an instrument, you know. Um so there was like, okay, this new thing, YouTube. So that also riled me up too. That got me like hyped up. So anything from 2006 and 2010 leading up to getting my first drum set, I soaked up a whole bunch of stuff, you know, especially Mike Johnston and uh, they're now called Drumio, which is a, they're big, they're huge. You get all kinds of drummers and all kinds of lessons, legends and all kinds of stuff. But at that time, they used to be called Free free drum free drum lessons online or free online drum lessons one of those two mm-hmm. and i just revisited it and there's still videos back in there like 15 years ago wow 16 17 18 years ago and i remember looking at it like and it's just one camera you know and just yeah. uh let's took like this music sheet today we're gonna play you know very simple not like today's um um content that we have now yeah but um so yeah i just wanted but to- it was the beginning of that like it was kind of ahead of its time because people weren't educating online at the time really right now right. there's courses and it's oh. it's everywhere mm-hmm. but that was cutting edge at the time 2005 6 7 8 like that's really early in the internet yeah yeah mike johnson was a pioneer in that for sure oh yeah he's i mean he's am- impacting my drumming and huge but i'll get into that later yeah but um so yeah so i named her rachel it was a blue beautiful kit uh four piece uh kick uh rack tom floor tom snare um uh, and basic setup so hi-hat two crashes and a ride super simple simple kit um no double pedal just single and um yeah i just named her rachel i don't know it, it, i didn't name her really fast it took a while i had to spend yeah. time with it and yeah. arrangement and sitting down and um yeah that thing took its took its took its life so say you're 16 17 18 around this time what if you can recall was like your intention with the drums like what were your dreams what was the vision what were the goals if any just to be around live music just to be around the community i just wanted to be part of the show it's not like 
headlining act and I'm everyone come sees me like ah, there's a little bit of that but not initially like what was the intention well I wanted to be with the boys or a group that we sit we play together and we share and play music and we reach out to the people as well and feed, feedback and just be part of that world I wanted to be part of that world. I wanted to be part of that um, You're good. conversation. So, um, yes, it's me getting on stage and playing drums and uh, performing something that you created. But also when I get off stage, it's like, okay, this band is coming up next. Yeah. And or, okay, cool. Um, is there something you want to use or like whatever or or or. The band that just played before us, now I get to have a conversation with them. I could talk to the other drummer. I could talk to the vocalist. I could talk to the guitarist. Like, oh, look, that one song, man, you, you did this little thing. Like, what is that? Like, oh, just being part of that world, you know? Yes. Um, so that was my intention and uh, an expression. It just going out there and just letting myself just be, just be in the moment and provide um provide energy you know provide and just serve serve the song you know because sometimes people think of drums as like this like this drum solo it's like no no it's not i mean there's a world for it for sure but it's it's just part of, i'm just part of the act i'm like let's say a five piece right i'm only 20 percent, you know so it takes everyone else as well to make everything come together you know yeah so that was my intention, uh, just to again, yes, play, and express myself, but also express it with other people as well. At the time, obviously, we get to redefine the landscape, and there's so many influences there that I can't even pick out. Like I don't, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like an iPhone four, and you're an iPhone fifteen. Like I just, I'm not on the same operating system as you when it comes to this new sound. It's just so new to me. But at the time, like 2005, six, seven, what were your influences then? What what made an impact on the music, your influences, uh, something that we were like, I want to sound like this, I want to do this. Like, well, who were the guys or girls? And might take me a little minute, but um, well, first uh, in my childhood, it was Eminem. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a broken home, so it that alone impacted me so many ways not only just me but also my siblings i have two sisters and it changed the course of direction of everything and so how old were you like around 2000 to yeah so i was eight nine years old when this were was you happening. listening to eminem around that time yes wow i remember seeing eminem uh live 1999 spring break <sighs> he performed brain damage my name is and uh what's the difference with exhibit and dr dre um <laughs> uh it was in my living room and at that time he had blonde hair like sim shady so real quick, like I, I didn't when I saw him on TV, he looked like a comic book superhero. Just it stood out the blonde hair, and maybe because at the time I was watching Dragon Ball Z, so I felt like he was a Super Saiyan, you know. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the look, but also how he was rhyming, and I'm like, oh, the way he's putting words together, like that's super cool. Yeah. And I didn't know what he was saying. Like I'm just this little kid. <laughs> Not only that too, uh, I felt like he was also angry like you know so i was angry too and it was good 
to see someone else just as angry as me, if not more. I have um, to ask. Yeah. Even though I know, but I'm putting myself in the listener's shoes. You're this nine, ten year old. Why are you angry? Like Eminem, <laughs> it's pretty well documented why that guy was angry at that time. Right. Why the fuck were you so angry? Uh, I mean, I just said it. I come from a broken home, dysfunctional family. You know, once the divorce happened, you do, you see a lot of things. You know, again, the main, uh, my mother and father, like that was that was their battle and that was whatever. But we were also involved in it. You know. Mm-hmm. So when you're a little kid, you don't want any of that shit. You just want to be a kid. You want to play with the next toy. You want to play with the next whatever. Um, you want to go outside with your friends, and you know, I want to ride the bike or whatever. But now. Not only they're doing, they're trying to figure that out. Now I'm not only I'm getting like affected, but it's also affecting my little sister. You know, so I'm trying to understand. You know, like um, um, especially when it comes when you're in the middle of that. Like, especially if, if for anybody out there, like if anybody was a kid, seeing like your parents about to split, it'll do something to you. It really will. So, and it's tough to pick sides, especially when you're young, like. You know, it is what it is. Sometimes you get in a situation like my father and or my mother can go back and forth saying, uh, I'm the good guy. That's the bad guy. No, I'm the good guy. That's the bad guy. You know? And it's like, I love you both. Why, why, why are you asking me? You yeah, know? That's and a it's, lot to put on a kid for sure. It's so, with that being said, like when you ask me why I'm angry, all this is starting to build up. I'm starting to, I'm starting to get uneasy. Like, ah, oh, man, like, man, this sucks, you know? And, um, that led to, so once it happened, what that led to, uh, um, my mom being, a under the wing or under her nest of being, a raised by a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my father did support, but he just wasn't around. So that was okay. That was okay. And then we started to, um, uh, struggle financially a lot. Um, uh, my mom, how old are you around this time? This is nine, 10, 11. So I'm starting to grow up, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid going into a middle school, like, you know, so then a certain point, once I think once, um, okay, we started struggling and again, that, that did to me, that did something as well, which is, you know, why are you so angry? Well, it's cause the, the lights went out, the bill getting get paid. There's no hot water during the winter. Um, uh, there's not barely enough food or whatever. Um, at the time we had to get food stamps like at a time. And once they were gone, it's like, well, you have to wait one more week till like my mom gets paid or whatever, or I have to wait one more week till my father sends child support, and then you can. So, all these little things, or uh, a car getting towed, um, uh, not having a car, asking for rides, asking for rides again, but for someone else because you just asked. And so all these little things, these little struggles, it starts to build up and it messes with you because I'm looking around and these kids are not, they're not worried about that. They're not thinking about. How am I going to get a ride to school? How am I going to get picked up? So, uh, and again, I'm just little, I'm 9, 10, 11, 12. I'm just, I, uh, I'm thinking about now survival. So going back, like, why was that so angry? Like, yeah, it. that's what all this, what I was seeing and experiencing. Uh, that's what made me resonate again to the music. These little life experiences maybe just captivated me towards Eminem's anger to be like, man, I feel like that too. Like, I, I may not, I may not know his vocabulary. I don't know the words, but I can hear the delivery and the attack. Like it's there and it's, yeah. it has so like, mm, like he's like, oh man, like I feel like he's just Mike Tyson just 
whoa, he just knocked that guy in less than two minutes, you know? And um, that kind of like raw energy. Uh, but I understood that. Uh, I understood that at a very young age. But but yeah. So again, I know we're on a little tangent there. No, it's but good. That's what we're gonna do. Do you have a, a first memory of of seeing Eminem? Seeing Eminem? And yeah, the, of like seeing or hearing and being like, what? Um, I have the fir- I have a first memory of that. Uh, it was that. It was the MTV. So that that, that. so that was your like whoa. That who, who is this guy? Like, who is this guy? How is he putting these rhymes? Let me ask you: Did you think like this guy's white? Did you even think about that? No, I did, because I, I remember hearing whatever song on the radio and being like, "Stop the tape! This kid needs to be locked away!" and like all this shit. And I remember thinking like, "Oh, cool!" And then when I saw the guy, I thought it was an actor that was playing like the character, but like he wasn't the rapper. Right. Until I like realized way later, like, no, that's the guy that's singing the song. Because I thought it was a black guy. I right. thought only black people did hip hop at the time. Right. So that was crazy. But I wasn't sure if you had a very similar experience to that. You were just like, well, there he is. Yeah. It just, it, again, I'm 1999. So I was, what, six years old? Wait, no, it's, uh, I was born in 92. Um, so seven. Yeah. Seven years old. So yeah. my brain, I'm not even thinking about the skin of the color. You know, um, yeah. th- I, I just like, whoa, he looks cool. Like, yeah. That that's it, and then oh, by the way, the way he's, the way he's, his movement and the way he's attacking on the, I was like, that's really cool. So before Eminem, was there anybody else that you were like, this is what I'm into, music wise? No, man. So I, it starts I, with Eminem. It starts just like that, and again, it starts only because it so happens to be Eminem. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like, you know, obviously I grew. Um, I'm from the Valley, Rio Grande Valley, uh, Donna, Texas, so. Um, there's a lot of Spanish music in the background. So yeah, I, there was that, but it never really, it never really made me say like, I, okay, what is this? You know? Um, and of course I know who Selena is and all that. And no, those are great. I, I, I liked it. And like, once it came on, you're like, you kind of just, yeah, I go, went along with it, but it just so happened. They birth, they both merged together, which is seeing Eminem at this and at the same time struggling underneath and they kind of just blended, you know, what it, it, I don't know, I call it perfect timing or whatever, but that was the first when it comes to music, you know? Yeah. So the very first, uh, inspiration or like the influence hip hop rap, you know? Mm-hmm. So now I'm starting to get into the hip hop rap world, you know, and, uh, 50 cent, Dr. Dre, uh, ice cube, um, NWA, all the old Wu Tang Clan. So I'm digging, like, okay, well, he does, he's doing this. Who did it before? You know, Snoop <laughs> Dogg and uh, Easy E, uh, Biggie, Tupac. I'm like, whoa, there's a whole world before this guy. And he always Eminem always says, like, yeah, those are my heroes. That's where that's I, I stole for that from him. You know, mm-hmm. um, so going back to like, why are you so angry? So yeah, that that was that's I can't stress it enough, man. Like it. it 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 really messed with me, you know. It really did. It was really hard. Um, again, not just for me, but for my older siblings as well. Um, so, and it just affects me. And then this is when I start. Because you asked me, two thousand five, two thousand six, right? Mm-hmm. I asked you who who were like your influences and your guys. Okay, so it starts with Eminem and the hip hop rap world, and yep. then now we're leading into that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay, we're going, we're going. And now, my older sister always had music in the background when I was a kid. And she's an 80s kid. So there's a lot of 80s playing, like, you know, Janet Jackson, uh, Madonna, 
Billy Idol, so many. So there's a lot that I, I love about that stuff. But then she started to grow up. She her she graduated in 2000. So that year was what? New metal, boy bands, NSYNC, Eminem was there, um, Britney Spears, all that pop stuff, Spice Girls, you know. Um, Blink-182. Blink-182. So there was a, a lot going on there. There was a lot. So... Music was really part of the culture back then. Like now, it's kind of like just on in the background. It's on TikTok or whatever. But music back then was like the main thing that had people's attention, I feel. At 2000, when she graduated, what uh, the most famous song was uh, In the End by Linkin Park. <laughs> it was always on, always on. Again, I remember she graduated and it was just a hit at that time. Yeah. Um, in the end. I mean, everyone knows that. Yeah. Even the first note. Dun, 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 dun. Everyone knows, you know. No, it's it's interesting you you highlight Lincoln Park because it was for I imagine for you like a bridge from hip hop to new metal. Yes. Because they they that's what new metal was was yep. like a a blend of hip hop and metal. And for the listeners, like you make metal music now. And so that's why I'm interested in the beginning, like what your influences were. Obviously, they're going to change and they're, they're going to adapt and you're going to grow in your taste. And they did. Um, but at, at the time during those formative years, I'm very curious, like how that arc started, you know, and it starts with Eminem. It starts with a very angry and, th- and that's what it was at the time. Because of life experience. Life experience. That, it lends itself to that. Of course. And I just so happened to come across my TV. And so the... The, at the the zeitgeist at the time was was new metal. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember your first impressions of new metal at the time? I didn't even know what new metal was. Still, I didn't even know terms or anything. You know, at that at that point, I was still heavily rapping hip hop. Um, um, so, but when I heard that crossover, you know, it starts with one thing. I don't know why. I was like, oh, he does what Eminem does. He's rapping, but it's not hip-hop rap style now you have a drummer in the background you got someone you now you have chords and you have a, a distortion guitar like whoa you have a dj in the back and like I was like whoa that's i was like you can do that i thought it was just a guy in a mic you know spitting lyrics push play play the beat and that's that's what you do and it is true but i didn't know you could do it with other people as well and fuse them like um it doesn't even matter. So I was like, okay, he's singing? You I was like, you can sing too. I was like yeah. I was like, whoa, like that's really cool. And Chester has a great voice. So I was like, man, yeah, this I was like, this guy at the time, I was like, I thought only girls could sing. <laughs> yeah. Again, my monkey brain, I was like, oh, I thought only girls could sing. And I heard this guy and I see him on TV, MTV. Um, and I'm like, Oh, it's a it's a dude and he has a high frequency, you know? So um so that was a little little crossover uh, uh, introduction of like, okay, new metal, you know, and I saw some other stuff, like maybe, I think the grunge era was, was about to just, just dying. Alice in Chains was starting to like, mm, Nirvana, I uh, know, you know, but now it's Korn, now it's uh, Slipknot, now it's Linkin Park, now it's Limp Bizkit, you know, um, so all that little era, okay, okay, and then... I started 2005, 2006. I started to uh, one system of a down came out. 
uh, I can't remember which record. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's uh, Hollywood Toxicity. Maybe mm-hmm. and there was a double album, right? Right uh, in between Hypnotize, Hypnotize, but they're and kind of, Mesmerize. Am I making that up? Right. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of like there's a back there's a A and a B. Uh, that's why yeah. I see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the era. So at the time, uh, again, if it wasn't for band, you know how I said I was in art. I started to play football and started in seventh grade. So with playing football and learning this 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 uh, this sport, um, in the background when we have like workouts and we would work out and start uh, training and all that, mm-hmm. there would be heavy music in the background. So now I'm listening to a blend of Metallica, Drowning Pool, Static X, Pantera. Um, who else? Yeah, Linkin Park a little bit. So there's a little blend to kind of get all all of us uh, um, all of us pumped up. All of these guys, all these young men, uh, coaches that are, are are disciplining and training young men of how to work out and how to be how to get in shape or whatever. How to be aggressive. How to, yeah, how to be tough, mentally tough. How to be you know committed. How to follow through. If you fall short, it's okay. Get back up. All that stuff. So that was huge. So while even though rap and hip hop was in my life and I was going down the Eminem wormhole and all this stuff, I was now I'm around new metal, Limp Biscuits, all the all those all those guys, like that kind of era. And um System of Down, that I think System was like okay, they just took it up a notch when it cut when it came to heaviness. Mm-hmm. They were just a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a tone or what. Um but um, that was like the first, okay, I really like this. And like, what is it called? It's metal. I'm like, okay, okay. And then now look at this world. I'm like, holy shit. So like, there's so much. I, I, I was like, where do I start? Did you take to metal pretty easily or quickly? No, I, I, I didn't even, I thought it was just a bunch of noise. Really? Someone, I don't know. I was maybe probably around sixth grade. I guess I don't want to say he ruined it, but I remember it was like, listen to this. And I just remember hearing da, 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 da. like and I was like I was like, what is this? I don't know. It's kinda of funny though now now, right? It is funny now. Do you remember it what is. it was? I don't, dude, because it was I was like, what is this shit? I can't even understand. Like yeah. I don't I can't <laughs> understand it. What? Yeah. I was like, I'm so used to this. I'm used to rap. I'm used to crystal clear, clean vocals. Yeah. I'm not used to this you know, like growling and all this stuff. And plus the music and like everything just sounds like a wall of sound. I, 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 what? It sounds like you just throw it in the blender. Like, yeah, here you go. Or for the sake of like being obnoxious. Um, but that was my first initial. Like, uh, I don't know. I will I'll also say though, since I grew up in a religious background, I kind of stayed away from it because mm. if I listen to distorted guitars, it's the devil and I'm going to go to hell. Yeah, it's not just with my mother, but it was what I was when I grew up. It was just around me all the time. That is such a heavy racket to put on a kid. I gotta tell you re- real quick, and I wanna I wanna get back to that religious note, but um, for sure, I remember having MTV, and I couldn't tell you that this was my first metal experience. I don't know, um, because I I remember like Van Halen and Guns N' Roses and shit like that, but like it never really did anything for me. Um. But I remember staying up late watching MTV and all the best music videos were played late at night. And Slipknot's Left Behind, that's what it's called, right? Yes. 
that music video played and there's like a goat and it's like these dudes in masks and like it's raining and it looks like a horror film. I was like, what the motherfuck is this? Like it, it did feel like satanic. It felt like I shouldn't be watching this. Yep. And that turned me on. Like I was like, I'm in. I didn't have that baggage. You know, my mom was like <laughs> non-existent, but also not really a religious pusher, you know, still to this day. Like she's like, I don't go to church. You know, she doesn't feel guilty about it either. Um, can you walk me through like the the guilt or like the shame of like that religious component and like the tabooness of of uh, listening to metal and 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 uh, maybe even other things like you know some some parents I, I can remember wouldn't let their kids play Pokemon or like read Harry Potter because it's like witchcraft or whatever. Right. So like, how intense was it? Just as intense as the experiences that I was going through underneath, you know. Uh, See my parents go through divorce, like that kind of same. It's it felt the same, but in a different way. Now I'm starting to hide things from my parents. This is my. How old are you? Uh, again, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Right, right now, let's go further back. Six, anywhere from six to twelve. What year did you graduate high school? Two thousand ten. Okay, so there's a ten year gap between you and your sister. Yes. So she graduates in two thousand. You have all those influences. The two thousand Britney Spears in sync whatever boy band shit at the time yep you graduate 2010 so this is like 08 09 2010 right okay so um what were we saying again uh so oh, about, about the religious baggage right. and like you know oh. the, the divorce and growing up in that environment oh it, it even though i don't want to say it hindered me so there was a like okay i can't be listening to that and i was maybe just a little bit brainwashed like yeah you actually you felt guilty about it i felt guilty yeah. and it was just drilled in my head again Bless my mom. My mo- I love my mom. She, you know, she's come a long way. But uh, at that time, that's it was just like, no, that's the it's 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 wrong for you, and bad things are gonna happen to you, and you're not gonna be able to sleep, and I don't know what, and it was drilled. And again, I, I got reminded in going to church, you know, and we would go to church like maybe two or three times out of the week, man. That's intense. So it was constant all the time. Like you can't be doing it. You you only gotta be if you if you want if you ever want a chance like to go to heaven. You got to be like this. I got to ask. Yeah. Um, this is like a tangent inside a tangent, but this, sure. this is why I love podcasting. Um, why do you think religion was so heavy, like in your household? Like you guys are going through so much, like looking back at it, like you guys are going through so much. What, what was that about? Again, this is a, this is one where I think now that I look back, you know, it becomes, be- it's between my, both of my parents. They, they, they what does that mean? Which is. I think uh, leading up to the divorce, it was my mom's choice. So I look back in hindsight, it was all for the better. So at that time, it was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. You're not supposed to do that. Everyone has their parents forever and ever, right? As a kid, I look over here. They have their mom and dad. What about you guys? Why do you have the guys have to split? I look up, you know, and I'm kind of like, what? Like, what's going on? So um, why do you think really probably because my my mo- my mother was seeking uh, a way out you know she, what, does that, I, what does that mean she was uh you know getting close to leaving my father so i, th- I think she was that like hel- searching for like uh to get off the hook something no like that? no 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 just i think just a a different way she wanted she wanted to change uh for, for uh, at for what she knew she wanted to just better herself in some capacity. You know? you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why there, there's a religion chain. Maybe it's... Because that, it, it sounds like pre-divorce, that wasn't there? 
No, it was there. It was there. The intention was there for sure. But I think when she made that transition, like, I'm going to church. It's still God. Like, it's still great, but it's different. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Catholic and Christian. So was it Catholic? No, it was Christian. Christianity. That's the... And so, like, did they really push hell quite a bit? Oh, yeah. Again, not just my mom, but I guess the church we were going to was very, very heavy on that. Um, Wow. It was about sin. Yeah. And Pokemon's the devil. You know, Pikachu, like the, the... the, the horns, <laughs> yes. it's it's this, so it's the devil, you see? And they're like pinpointing and highlighting like hidden meanings and symbolism like of how it leads back to the devil when you're going to go to hell. And as a kid, did you believe that? Um, speaking about Left Behind, yes. there's a cheesy ass fucking Christian movie called Left Behind. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Yeah. They played that movie all the time. The Rapture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You yeah. see, and then uh, the ones that disappeared went to heaven. You know, that's right. the second coming of Christ or whatever. Or, sure. or, or if that's not what it is. Or God came down to take all the clean souls. So the ones that stay behind are going to hell. And then, oh, by the way, there's a demon coming up to you. Yep. And people are like, you see, mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. drilled it like a motherfucker. So I believe it just a little bit. Every now and then. I'm curious, just because we grew up very similarly. Um, around 2004, like The Passion of the Christ, the movie came out. Mm. Was, did they ever use that as propaganda? Oh, they pushed it heavily. Did they? they, they I remember going as a, as a community, as a church. Like, we're going to all, oh, wow. all 50 of us, we're going to go to this theater and we're going to watch Passion of the Christ. Yeah. And then, uh, and, then and of course, like, okay. That's so it, heavy. You, you're, you're like uh, 12 at that time yes that's so heavy i wouldn't let my nine-year-old watch that are you kidding me it's speaking about it's so heavy hence you hear the sound on redefine redefine landscape and it's fucking heavy but anyways (laughs) anyways anyways but we'll get there we'll get there um so yeah so um again i just want to clarify the whole like my mom you know this whole religion thing yes i think it just it helped her to kind of just because it's, it's it's coming from your mom, not so much your dad, right? Right. Yeah. It's my my mom just wanted to change and she wanted something. Different. And you're growing up with like basically a single mom, so that's your she's your fucking mom. Like that's where yeah. you're getting your information from. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so and it's like okay, like all right. And I, of course, when you're, I'm like, why are you doing this? And I, and I look back like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Like it, again, it's it's not an excuse to leave my father. It's just I guess when she started to become that and. You know, which is good, great for her, and I, I, I love her for that now more so than ever because it plays a role in me as well. Not so much being a Christian, but uh, a, a spiritual being, you know, mm-hmm. to seek something out there or, you know, whatever. Um, but, um, and I think she changed into her own person. And I remember seeing her like, man, my, my mom's starting to just, it's different. It's not the same. Still my mom, but different, and of course. And I think that's what led to uh the split which is you got my father that's here he is what he is that's what he does and then my mother's just like she's growing mm-hmm. and me from here i was like that's not growing that's going the other way but it's still something you know mm-hmm. it's and progress yeah progress and she was finding her own way so i think when she got to a certain level a certain amount of she was like you know what if my spouse can't agree with it there's a bunch of disagreement like i gotta go oh and by the way my kids are seeing this cut it up yeah you know so good job on her great religion was like an answer 
Yes. So we have family that I think it's okay to say. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, we have family that did time inside sure. jail. Yeah. And um, they came out and I think they found God there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. when you're coming out of a traumatic event, like you find God, right? And yes. so it sounds like that's what your mom did to not escape, but to find something, a, a higher purpose, a, a meaning larger than herself, mm -hmm. to get connected to something. Um, you know, that was her personal development at the time. And so, but with it came, we all know how Christianity works. Um, with it comes a lot of, I'll just say propaganda and negativity, especially on a child. It's just too gnarly. I never push religion on my kids. And like my daughter, I let her kind of come up with it herself. Like she, I think she thinks in, she believes in a heaven. It sounds like nice to believe in. But we don't talk about hell. We don't talk about you're a sinner and this is bad. And if you watch that, you're going to hell. Like, never. Like, I don't, I, I, as an adult, I don't even know if I care about that, you know. But um, to put that on a child and during your formative years, you're discovering music. You're going from hip hop to metal, new metal, like this new fusion and what was going on at the time. Metal is like overtly so anti-Christian in a way. Like it's yeah. so like, you know, me, one of my biggest influences as a kid was Marilyn Manson. That guy was not shy about, <laughs> he was not shy about like the imagery. Yeah. I mean, he has a record called Antichrist Superstar. And um, so did you feel guilty? Like, no, once I think once I started, anger started to build up, I wanted, I needed to find something more heavier. Mm. I needed okay, Eminem is just as angry. He's he's great. I'll always go back to that. But now I'm kind of got bored. Like, nobody else is angry. Uh, and like, yeah, I've heard about this, like, the imagery. Of like, stay away from Merlin Manson. Don't do that. Uh, the picture they took together in a concert. They're both throwing the fingers. Love that picture. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's so fitting. I'm like, Eminem and Merlin Manson? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, That really pisses off parents. It, oh, my God. Especially at that time. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, if Eminem is like, friends with him like oh let me go peek in that world a little bit you know um so okay even though it did hinder me and i didn't want okay this is the devil this and that now i'm starting to rebel like or like you know now i'm starting like okay don't listen to that oh no problem you know and i go to i go to my room and then uh out comes system of down and i'm over here like slipknot and i'm cranking it to 10 you know and i'm just like i'm here okay now i'm giving the chance like oh now i'm starting to sound this noise it's so heavy you know and um, now we're getting into like heavy territory, but again, it's because now I'm rebelling, like saying, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like you're like, it just, it's real. Un when you, sh when you tell someone you can't be doing it, it, it messes with you and you're like, no, you know, and, uh, especially when you're a kid. Um, so, um, that's where system of down comes in. And, uh, again, all these hits around that time, new metal, new metal is about to die already. Yeah. This is 2003, 2004, 2005. It's like, ah. Now, this is where the new American wave of new American wave of heavy metal. This is the underground starting to come up. Like, this is Shadows Fall. This is Avenged Kill Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold, Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. Lamb of God. Lamb of God. I wanted to get to that. And that's where I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and uh, so, and I, I discovered that through by the chance of um downloading illegally sorry but um <laughs> which is napster limewire and aries yeah i can't tell you like how, i didn't even know when i was downloading stuff and the times that we you know 
the internet wasn't paid off. I'll I'll go to the backyard to pick up my my neighbor's internet, and I'd be in the corner, and I'm like, okay, and I, okay, you only have an hour to download. You know, how old are you? <laughs> 13, 14, 15. What a crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I need my rebellion. You know, I need my fix. Like yeah. I needed, cause I can't hear it in the household. I can't have that around me. I can't blast it in my room and be free. I can't look at these pictures. You know, yeah. like the iconic, like, you know. Picture of the wall, like, oh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want to be big like that, you know? Yeah. That kind of like boy dream or whatever. Yeah, you couldn't have heroes on the wall. Right, right. Um, Those are false idols. Right. And so the less I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to go find it. I'm again, I'm rebelling and I'm hiding it from the household, right? And I can't, I can't be doing that. So yeah, I would go on there and I would. It, everyone popped up you know again kill switch like shadows fall and i'm hearing like oh like shadows fall totally forgot about them they're they're part of that class yeah. that that wave of like okay we're done with the grunge and this fucking new metal shit yeah. oh, I, i'm not i'm not saying that but uh, right for the, th- that was probably their reaction their response right. was like we're doing something else right it's kind of a throwback to like 80s metal almost. yes like oh yeah metallica whatever black sabbath whatever going against the uh the 80s uh glam metal right the it's like yeah it's metal but that that's not the metal like what are you talking about then you have megadeth like okay slayer like oh yeah. okay this is true metal right yeah. and of course of course yeah. um so yeah so you cycle that around another 20 years later it comes back you know mm-hmm. like okay nirvana like all that's gone grunge new metal now we're getting into this underground like we're coming back to show you what, like, now this is a new a new Metallica, a new Megadeth, a new Slayer, a new Anthrax, the big four horse. Like, now you have, like, whoa, and now you have hardcore, and now you have punk hardcore, punk metal, you know, you have grindcore, like, you know? Um, yeah, uh, death metal. Death metal. Well, maybe 90s. You got Cannibal Corpse in there. Yeah. But um, now it's starting to be more, they're starting to embrace that, you know? So, yeah. um so yeah, so I would download, and sure enough, I came I came across Lamb of God when I was downloading uh, LimeWire, and I didn't know what I was getting. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Lamb of God, and like that's metal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so you're telling me a band out there is named Lamb of God, and or they used to be called Burn the Priest. Yeah, so that tells you everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Burn the Priest, oh, some fucking, oh, this is metal. I'm like, oh, Burn the Priest, Lamb of God, okay, Lamb of God. So somebody can put the word God in there and still be metal. Yeah. I was like, how rebellious is that? Yeah, yeah, let me check that out. And I would download it and uh, it just, it, it it almost like instant, instant first like couple seconds or a couple minutes captivated, drew me into it. Yeah. And the first thing I noticed was uh, Chris Adler's drumming. Mm-hmm. It just stuck to me. And okay, okay, I'm 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 angry, I'm rebellious, I'm trying to figure this religion, I'm struggling underneath, I'm I now I'm isolating myself, now I'm not hanging out with my friends, now now I'm becoming this like kind of loner and loser, but then I remember, wait, you do like to play the drums, right? So now I'm starting to merge, I'm like, yeah, so now I'm I'm not I'm I'm starting to like oh, it feels so good not to feel repressed and not have tension. Because now I'm thinking about the drums that this guy's providing. And um, I think the first one was called Black Label, which is the first song. And I remember just, it just just starts off. And I was like, that snare sounds so cool. Like pingy pop, like so pingy punk. Like so, it's it's just, you can't miss it. 
And of course, the drums come in, the song kicks in, and then you have double bass. And just the way he was orchestrating, I was like, whoa. Um, the, the, the bell of the ride. Um, and there's this one weird sound. I, I, for the longest time, I never knew what it was called. And it was a certain symbol. It's called the flander bell, which sounds like a car crash. Sounds kind of, not like a China trash, like gong or anything like that. Just it's quick and it's shiny and it like there's a crash. I don't know. It's super, it's an effect symbol. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. I never heard that. And um, so, yeah, so that, that took over my world. Lamb of God, once I got that, I started, now I'm going from their first album, skipping all the way. So it's 2005. Sacramento is already out. Yeah, so I, now I go back to let's see, one, two, three, four. Now I'm jumping from the first record to the fourth record to the second to the fourth back. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what I was getting. So I'm all over the place. I'm like, oh, okay, these guys have been around. Oh, okay, uh, Redneck just came out. You know, okay, cool. Uh, well, let's go back before. Like, what was that? Oh, late to rest. Now you got something to die for. You know, so I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm making this little playlist. And at the time, this is when CD burning was just about to die mm -hmm. 2005 2006 mm -hmm. this is when uh, apple ipod mm -hmm. the ipod nano mm -hmm. or maybe that was a little bit later like uh, the og ipod was the og it? ipod with the fat one the brick fat which i had just have to say one of my prized possessions and i want to buy it i want to buy one just to have it is the zune yeah and that was like the alternative for like uh, <laughs> for I, the... I, was gonna, I was gonna lead into that <laughs> yes yes so like i had that and like dude the fact that you can put all your music in there and stand up comedy and like everything and it was organized by genre and like it was just such a game changer but uh -huh. it, we did go from cds to that uh, well, i'm glad you mentioned that cds into uh mp3s yes. where you can hold 80 songs yes. right yeah oh, mp3 players That's mp3 right. players so yeah. it was it was there um but CD player, yeah, that was huge. Like burning all kinds of weird shit and then putting it on a CD and then that's yeah. what it is. And it's all over the place, you know. Hence why I get, you got Eminem and then I'm a God and then you got uh, Linkin Park and then you got, you know. It, yeah. And, well, no, that's a lie. That's still later. But, um, so yeah, so that was a little era. It's okay. Now we're heading to the iPod. But, oh, Lamb of God. That was huge, influential, uh, First it was the drums with Chris, and then I saw the band as a whole, and um, they did talk about um, they did have uh, they talk about religion. I was like, oh, that's what I'm going through. A song called Ruin. If you see that video, it's it's they're in a church. They're in a church, and Chris is in the back playing the drums, and you see the cross in the back. I'm like, this is so fucking metal. This is telling fuck you to religion. You know, like ah, yeah. oh. and he's doing and that song Ruin so cool. Like the the I was like, man, though, that pattern right there, I was like, man, that's so cool. And then the the Ruin drum frill, the Ruin drum frill, um, there's a break in there. Chris does a, a little fill and it kicks into the fast part. And uh, so, yeah, I was like, ah, like, it was just like, this is this is for me, man. And uh, so that was like your band. My, I was like, this, and you discovered them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, just by chance of just. That's what it was. The LimeWire, you know, Aries and uh, what was it? Um, there's one more I'm forgetting. Napster. Kazaa. Napster. Napster. And Kazaa, yeah. yeah. I think there's a little bit later, maybe. Maybe uh, I think there's one more. There was Morpheus. Do you remember Morpheus? Uh, I, I, I never really dug into those are that. The, those are the big ones Kazaa, Morpheus, Napster, LimeWire. Those are the okay, big but ones. But those are the main ones. Yeah. So, and then now we're leading into Pirate Bay and Torrance. Pirate Bay. Yeah. This is like. Oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember, you know, uh, 
now it's a transition. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Apple is coming out, this and that. So going back to like high yeah. speed internet. Yes. yes. Now there's no more AOL. You know, there's uh, MSN, I think. You know, yeah, or, sure. Right? There's like little Road, Yah- Roadrunner. Roadrunner, yes. Yeah. Uh, Yahoo. Um, Yahoo was pretty big at the time. Um, um, so uh, yeah, Lamb of God again. That was the next level heavy from going from system of a down. Well, they're they're both heavy and they're both in their their best. Their they're both uh, ways. Yeah. But for me, Lamb of God took it to like from five and went to ten. You know. Yeah. Maybe even five to even eleven. Um. But again, system is is heavy. Lamb of God is heavy, but this is just a different kind of heavy. Like I'm like oh, and now. When I'm hearing this, and I'm like, why does this sound kind of familiar? Oh, they're paying homages to Metallica, Anthrax, Slayers, and the, the this and who and who but And then I go back, and now this is my, starting to be my world, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, and that's that was the start of, like, really, truly finding a, a, a home for metal music, you know? Yeah. So, and through, through the drumming, again, that, huge. Talk to me about... Um, did you ever play live shows in high school? Yes. So, um, what was I, your first live show experience? Like, how did that come about? Uh, well, technically it was probably in a church. I don't know if you want to count that. No, but let's, okay. let, let's say like with a, with a couple of dudes, a couple of dudes. So yeah. I was in a Christian band called remain regardless. How did that, how did that come together? I, um, how did they pick you? How did you find these people? <laughs> how, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I know. I have a, a, a cousin named Oscar as well, go figure, um, from my mom's side, from the Sustaita side. And I knew these guys from him. So they graduated together. They're older than me. They graduated in 2006. And yeah, they're, from, they're my generation then. Yes. And they went to Edinburgh. I forgot what the name of the school, man. It was like not, not private school, but uh, anyways. So, yeah, man. So I, I would hang out with him a lot. 2006, 2007, again, 2008, 2009. At this point, again, because of life experiences and struggling on, uh, behind the curtain, remember now, okay, now I'm starting to, even though I did play football, a lot of people, oh, you were a jock in high school because I played, I hung out with them, hung out with them, but I was around them. I was like, well, you know, that's the guy you just play football with. Like, why, why don't you sit at the table with us, right? But, uh, but, Starting in my sophomore year, now I'm starting to isolate myself. Again, I'm being embarrassed. I'm humiliated. I don't want to get asked. And at that time, it was so hard for me to hide my feelings. Like, you can just tell, like, something's up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be asked, like, hey, man, something's up. And I didn't want to lie and be like, yeah, everything's great. I'm, I'm dying inside, you know? Like, I, I can't, you know? Yep. I didn't want to be asked. Like, you know, I just, it was because it, it was just embarrassing for me, you know? And so... I'm starting to isolate myself. Now I'm starting to, um, in a weird way too, in a full circle. You know how I said I went to art? Yeah. I got into, uh, my senior year, I got into, junior and senior years, I got into uh, theaters, acting. Um, and now I'm starting to get, be part of that world. It's a weird, like going from this football jock to this like emo band geek stuff, you know, or whatever, they, whatever you call it. Um, and now I'm around that and I'm like, this is where I should have been, you know? And uh, so, okay. So the reason why I bring that up, isolation, and now I'm starting to 
I'm starting to pick and choose like who are my friends now, who I thought it was or whatever. Um, I I got to experience that through my cousin's friends, which is who are, are now my brothers, which became remain regardless. Javi, Roy, and Alex. So I was around them, and I just loved their company, man. I loved, like, even though they were older than me, it felt like, oh, they're they're into metal music too, and oh man, like they're not even. They look so happy, and it was just so cool. Like there was this brotherly love, and there's sarcasm, and there's um i don't know just they, they're they're like my big brothers that i've never had because i don't i don't have a big brother so i just love their company and i somehow sneak my way into them without mm-hmm. it's the, the only way i would hang out with them was through my cousin oscar mm-hmm. when they were around it's like hey let's go to the beach or whatever let's we're gonna go hang out with him we're gonna hang out with that and it just so happened that javi was in the church setting as well um i discovered him through church so we crossed in a way. He's like, hey, aren't you Oscar's cousin? I'm like, yeah, you're Javi, right? Like, yeah. So we met at a church. He's like, hey, man, we should go. We should do something sometime. We should. I was like, he's like, I know two other guys. And I'm like, I was like, hey, these are <laughs> these are my. I was like, you're friends with him, too? Like, Javi and uh, Roy. He's like, yeah. And um, so I met Javi through a church setting. And did you know he was a musician? no until i walked into a church right and i'm like hey it's that guy like my my cousin oscar was hanging out that's his friend right but then it was like he's like whoa like aren't you little oscar's uh cousin i'm like yeah and um he's like oh so we played together in church he played the guitar and i and he could sing and i played the drums and he's like oh this is so cool he's like i never knew that about you man uh he's like i have two other guys that can play that i know a guitarist and a bassist it's just something, something, something. And uh, it, it almost quick and instant. Uh, my first gig, going back to like, um, geez, I don't even know if they have these anymore. Um, at a Peter Piper lock-in. Wow. In uh, Westlake, Texas. <laughs> Peter it's, Piper Pizza. Peter Piper a, Pizza. A lock-in, an overnight. Overnight lock-in. Yeah. That was my first gig. I think I want to say. Yeah. And um, it was Halloween theme, and this is my senior year. And uh, so we get together the week before. We're hanging out, and we're like, oh, this is Oscar's cousin. He plays the drums, you know, whatever. Um, and again, I'm not, at this point, I'm not even thinking about joining this band. We're all just talking. But Javi in- initiates it. He's like, yo, uh, we-, we play together at church. Um, uh, I want to see if we can try to, do like four or five songs again uh church community wise church songs praise jesus songs and let's uh let's, let's play he's like oh and by the way uh, we play this friday and i'm like what he's like what are you talking about I, was like, I, I haven't even practiced he's like no man like he's like the same songs we played in church we're gonna just do the same thing so don't worry you know the only difference now there's just two more two more players by the way we're gonna be called i don't know so <laughs> uh, Roy's initials are RR mm-hmm. so he just took that upon himself he's like well I'll remain regardless he's like why what, why why that yeah. regardless of what? what what remains well I think there's a scripture in the bible um, remain in me and I'll remain in you or something like that yeah. like Corinthians or Deuteronomy I don't know Yeah. or no matter what if you stick with Jesus like he's got your back 
that was the message of the band. Yeah. So no matter, even if you rebel, Jesus will be there to hug you and like forgive you, right? Yeah. And it's a good message. Like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I, I was like, I can get by that. I like that. Uh, or maybe you might understand or maybe you're sinning or whatever, but you can always forgive yourself. So it was a Christian band. It was, was a Christian was band. your first band. Yep. Theme, thematic, Jesus, all Jesus, you know, like save my life. I praise my, like, I give my life to Jesus, everything. Yeah. So in the Christian world, right? So that was my first band, and a Christian band. And I didn't mind it, even though I was, rebe okay, this whole rebel thing phase, I'm like, yeah, but I get to play the drums. Yeah. And that, that was, no matter what, I was like, I don't want, like, this is contradicting. I'm over here saying, screw religion, now I'm in a religious band. Like, yeah. And it, it did kind of like, I had to like, I had to think a little bit like, mm, it was like a push, pull, push, pull. Like, that sounds very hypocrite of you. I was like, I was like, yeah, but you can play the drums. Isn't that what you want to do? And it makes you smile. It makes you happy. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So let's do it. So that was my first gig. And in wrestling terms, green is shit. Yeah. Green all over, just pocket all the way. Basic, nothing flashy. There's no fills whatsoever. Beat crash or beat uh verse chorus verse chorus maybe the ride instead of the hi-hat and then you know the crashes when it gets loud for chorus that's it yeah none of this nothing no 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 nothing i didn't have the vocabulary yet so but it was for really cool to get the chops like yeah but you're the one holding the, the backbeat you know or yeah. whatever so that was my first get at a peter piper lock-in what was the arc of Remain Regardless? Like, how many shows did you guys get together? Did you guys ever write original songs? Like, what was the arc? So, uh, we quickly found out that it was, we liked, everyone's like, oh, we're in a band, right? At the time, uh, uh, Alex, he had a, a space to, to practice in. So, we would go over there a lot and practice. Once we got the whole, like, the the, the songs all the way, like, okay, let's make our songs. So, Javi already had a, uh, a little demo out there that he had originals from him so he already had three and then we made two other ones on top of that little ep so yeah we got together and we would go and we 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 have our own originals which by the way it's only in out it's only out there in cd format there's probably maybe like 100 to 150 copies wow somebody out there somebody has it i know javi has the the original copy well you got to get a copy if you don't have one right i know and i've always told my I want to put it on Spotify. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. You know. Yeah. Um, but so, no. But it's it, it's it's not just me. It's them as well. Right. So it's hard. Uh, but so so we would practice a lot over at Alex's house, and that's where I got all my chops. Now I'm starting to. Now I'm starting getting the reps. Now I'm starting to be part of the band. Now, I'm around something I wanted to do when I was a little kid. You know, when I was eight, six, seven, eight. Again, growing up in a church setting and seeing those drums, I'm like, oh, now I'm in this position now. Um, yeah, maybe you have the religion like message, but you're just still doing it, you know? So, um, once we found, once we got our five originals, um, let's go recorded, uh, pocket sunshine studios somewhere in Mercedes. I think, I don't know, maybe uh Mercedes, I don't know, some garage. Um, <laughs> and this is my senior year in uh, April of, of 2010. So I'm still, I'm, I'm about to graduate. What an experience. Yeah. It was almost like overnight in a way. Uh, so my first gig happened in 2009 uh, of Halloween, I think. And then, so what? 
six months later, I'm already like in the studio with headphones, a live drum kit. Oh, and by the way, uh, you have guitars on this side and you have a metronome going ping, dong, 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 ding, dong. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, they're like, yeah, you'll be fine. Just play the way. And oh man, I, I messed up a lot. And, but once I got into the groove, I figured it out, whatever. So that was their first little EP, five songs. I don't remember the names of them, but I, once I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, these were, these were it. Wow. So when you ask like, okay, where did it, where did it stem from? Where did it go? Once we released the EP, we did like a little, a value, little run, little tour. Wow. Uh, yeah. A little, like we would play in churches. We play in like little mini festivals, retreats. That's what they call retreats. Uh, yeah. the, the Christian community, um, little festivals outside, you know, all hell Jesus or whatever. And like come praise Jesus and go. And, um, and we were one out of like 10 bands. A lot of people would play, um, uh local and local small gigs playing in front of 12 people like okay today we have remain regardless it's a worship group um if you're going through life all about just close your eyes and live, give yourself to jesus welcome to remain regardless right and we're just playing uh, that was that was our, our thing wow so i from i want to say from late summer no yeah summer yeah starting from the summer so once i once i got out of high school that's all I did was just gig. Yeah. Every every week or every two weeks, I would have a gig. Somehow I don't even know how they got booked, man. But I guess it was, it was there was a scene for it. It yeah. wasn't just us. It was like other bands, um, or other people that were doing the same thing as well. And uh, I guess there was a a call for it. They needed a band. They needed a band to represent God and our Lord and Savior to help these kids. Yeah. I know it sounds a little funny, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I look back, I was like, oh yeah, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. And some of the songs are pretty, they're really good and they're catchy I, and I get it. Um, but, um, so yeah. And like, uh, how, why not get some music together to bring us even, even closer yeah. to God, to power of music, you know, close your eyes and can't you just feel his energy and spirit and all this stuff, which it's, I do believe. And it's great. Um, so yeah, so we from the late summer summer, we went we uh, we played in South Padre Island. Uh, called it was the the name of the festival was called Island of Praise. Wow, bunch of Christian bands. There was we were playing on stage and there's a pool in the background, which by the way there's a Facebook page and there's a bunch of pictures all there. You can see it all there. What's the name of the page? Remain regardless wow. on Facebook. You can okay. see all the archive from okay. my green vulnerable like stupid young looking self. Yeah, sure. Trying to fit in with older dudes, you know, and I'll get it. There's, there's a point I'm trying to get to here, but, um, but yeah, it's all there. So, um, thank God, uh, something to look back on. And, um, so yeah, every week or, and or every other week, there was a gig, there was a gig, there was a gig, there was a gig. So sometimes, um, at this point I already had my drum set, so it was pretty cool. But every now and then for, for whatever reason, Again, I was struggling behind the curtains, so my drum set was over here, and I didn't have access to it. Well, use the use the kit that they have, and it was always shitty. Yeah, the the legs weren't long enough to touch the ground. the The cymbal stand would wiggle if even if you just the slightest hit, like it wasn't even sturdy. Oh, by the way, the rack tom, like it's tuned lower than the floor tom, and I'm just like, that's not right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you can't fix and set up because you go live in eight minutes. Just you know, oh, do you have sticks? You know, so yeah. that was part of my little journey. So, yeah, there was like a good six-long-month tour up until 2011, and that's all I did. And then how did it end? 
How'd you guys stop? Why did you guys stop? Was there any heat? No, no. And again, this this is another, again, I was struggling behind the scenes a lot. So I'm starting to get embarrassed again. I'm starting, I'm going back to something. I'm like, man, it's not really, this never really got better, man. You know, um, which I will say, um, thank God they, they kept me around. Um, I, I just, uh, now I'm starting, this is post high school. What are you going to do? Yeah. Are you going to go to college? Oh, you're, ah, it's great that you're playing the drums with the band, but are you going to go to college? You know, that was never a thing to be proud of. That's true. You know, there was, that wasn't a thing to be pushed on. It was never, nobody shined the light saying, yeah, keep doing that. You know? Yeah. No, it's like, and of course life is life, of course. But this was like, well, either you go to college or you go to get a job and pay the bills. That's right. Those were the only options. Those were the only options. That's it. So which one are you going to do? Are you going to go to college and go to school or are you going to get a job and pay bills? Yeah. Which one is it? Or do both. <laughs> go to college and work, you know, yeah. and still pay bills. So again, I, I we struggled financially, so I had to step up. So I got a job at Kmart. On what, year, what year is this? 2011. Okay. So this was after the tour. Yeah, after the tour, after graduating high school. After graduating high school, remain regardless, went on the tour, EP, I'm active, playing the drums. Cool. Now, 2011 comes around, I have to step up. Now I have to feel like, okay, I'm 18, okay. My mother's like, not necessarily, you can do whatever you want, but if, he's like, I know you're growing up, but you got to do something for yourself, you know, like, come on, right? And I'm like, okay. So there I am doing my best, man. And um, so at that point, this was what, 2011, there was a gap from 2008 9, 10, 11, four-year gap where I was bouncing from home to home. There was not one home to go to. So, With, to, your, with your whole family? Right. Okay. So 2008 was the last time I saw my first home um, in a trailer home on, in Donna. So after that, I've lived over here, lived in Far, lived in Edinburgh, lived in McAllen, lived over here, back over here, stayed uh, in my mom's friend's room. Um, so that was another like, oh man, like, like what an escape. You, you, you weren't in, you weren't stable No. to do anything. No. Even if you were going to college and where, where, where are you going to study? Where are you going to do your homework? Where's my privacy? Yeah. Yeah. Where's like, your privacy? Yeah. So you, didn't, you didn't have that stability. I didn't have a car. For, for four years? Four years. Wow. And again, that's where the whole rebellion and metal and all this stuff comes to the picture because that's, that was my escape. Or like to identify like, um, or whatever, and finding other people, uh, outside of high school. I I there's maybe like two people out of everybody that I thought were my friends in high school uh-huh. that I barely even talk to. Yeah, and usually it's always like, oh, I've kept some of my high school like from high school, from high school, from high school. Yeah, and I kind of envy that man. Those be like. I've always looked at you, man. When you had your, your gang and crew, yeah. I was like, oh. I was like, did I mess out on that? Like, was I too like, just saying fuck you to the world? Like, no, man. Like, it was just tough. It was just tough. Like, and uh, yeah. So it was tough. Well, look, man. Let, let me make this clear. So, at the time, I'm gonna name them. There was there was Cookie. There was RJ. There was Pogo. There was Surge. There was Mo. Throw Dave in there. I'll throw Guillen in there. Throw Juno in there. Like, and if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. I'm on on a live podcast. Um, 
where does everybody hang out? They hang out at my crib. Yes. And my mom has a crib to hang out in, you mm -hmm. know? That's why that shit was able to live and thrive. And that's why friends were, we were able to do wrestling matches or film sketches or, you know, we had a place to go, you know? And so I would say, don't be too hard on yourself or whatever, or get yourself off the hook because you need that stability. I had the stability, yeah. you know, and you need it to be able to maintain relationships. Yes. Maintain sanity. Yes. Maintain certainty. You know, I missed out on a lot of stuff, especially like relationships, man. Like, I mean, I know real quick, I have to like, it sounds like, oh, boo -hoo. like, no, but it, it, I missed out. Like, okay, for example, like say a girl liked me, right? And I knew about it. Oh, by the way, she's going to be at the house party. They're going like this. Hey, she, she's going to be there. And I'm like, this is so cool. But I don't know how I ride there. And I, you know, I'm thinking about it, It's like, I'm not going. Sure enough, I don't go. Dude, like, she was waiting for you. She got drunk. Oh, my. I missed out on a lot of that, you know. Sure. And it maybe just wasn't about the girl, but I missed out on it. It's, it's experiences. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man. And then, of course, I try reaching out back, but it's already too late. You know, yeah. the, the girl has already moved on or whatever. So I'm like, ah, okay. Okay. So and that's just one example of probably one like a hundred times. Right. One example of those little things. And like, I was like, man. So okay, I gotta move on and um so yeah, it was another so what happened then? I I left. I started to work. They kept on going. The band. The band a little bit, but it wasn't the same because I know it wasn't there. Yeah. Because uh, I know because they would tell me like, dude, it's not the same without you, man. Like and I was like, I know, man. I was like uh, I, I mainly Javi, you know, he's one of my closest brothers. So and, because that stability wasn't there and your mom kinda gave you like the talk of like, hey, you know, I need you to start doing stuff whatever um you you didn't have time for the band anymore is no, that is that right. what's going on right so and or i'm uneasy with myself being around them because i'm hurting i'm in pain you were in pain yes 2011 during making with the band what what would have got you out of the pain at the time like what, what was the fix um uh, a place to stay and call home yeah just something that's reliable. That's it. I don't care how it looks. It could be, you know, step on the floor and it creaks. I don't care. I just need a place. To, I know this. When I'm done, I'm going home. I'm going to this place. The ideal. The place that, that has your stuff. Right. Not like where's, it's in a storage. Where's my stuff? I don't. Where are your memories? Like, I don't. I don't know. I left it in that other house. Whatever. So how did you get? How did you make it through that? Well. And how long did that last? Not very long, man. You know, um, I remember I did like, I okay, so I started to work. So that was cool. I'm starting to make my own money now. I'm like, huh, I can buy myself water burger now. Yeah. I don't have to worry about food stamps. You know, I don't know. It yep, just, for sure. It's stupid, right? But what was your job? Kmart. Kmart. Uh, so I was uh, Kmart on 23rd Street. 23rd in McAllen in, in McAllen in the real Brandy Valley yeah yes and now it's a spectrum which is I passed by I'm like what the fuck that's funny um by the way this was big Kmart or super Kmart because there's one off the expressway that which is gone now which is funny because Kmart's dead right it's dead it's and abandoned so at the time that was like the last one that was the last dying one yeah. yes so uh, how did I do it so okay I was like oh this sucks man but I was like but I'm making my own money I'm like Oh, okay, cool. Get yourself a car. Okay, cool. So I go to this like 
this lot and uh i get my first car 1996 chevy Illumina, um two thousand dollars that's what it cost it was 200 bucks a month so i paid it off in what 10 months yeah so yeah and uh 20 months 10 months oh yeah i'm sorry 20 times yeah yeah right 20 times 200 is 2000 yeah is it yeah i want to i'm gonna say yes yeah two yeah so two two call it two years whatever it's 10 months no it's it's less than a year so 100 100 times 10 is what you're right you're right you were right the first time (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fucking dumbass it's all good it's all good um so there was that so uh oh so yeah um got the car now i'm started like experience okay i have a little bit of freedom yeah i can escape now i can go for a drive where are you living (sighs) at this point I was living in Alamo, and I forget. I was living uh, in a room with uh, my mom's friend, and I think that that was that was my breaking point. I, was, I had enough. Like I just, I couldn't anymore. I was also growing. I was I was getting older, not older, but uh, I was like, now, you're a man at that point. Yeah, my own man. I'm starting to become my own man. I'm starting to be out there. Got a job. Got a car. By the way, when I get back, I'm like, this is it's not even a home. Like I'm I, now, I feel uncomfortable even being there because what the fuck like it just i don't know there's no privacy if i wanted to bring a girl over there was no there's no such thing there's no way you know um so and let alone even invite anybody like i what do you t- i don't know there's yeah. no way i would always have to lie and be like oh i'm with my cousin you know whatever sure but that's what it was so yeah so i don't know maybe summer happened and i did i did like a little reunion tour in the summer of 2011 i remember getting out of kmart and they're like dude we have a gig in 30 minutes what time do you get out i was like oh i get off i get off at three like what time is it what time does we start at 4 30 like can you make it by the way they're like in edinburgh no they're in mercedes and i'm over here in McAllen. i'm like that's kind of a lengthy drive i was like oh with traffic i was like ah i said i'll do my best and i'm like so i get there and literally get off kmart clothes put on some like whatever and uh, the band is already playing. It was like a song in, and I remember just pulling up, and I just sat on the kid, and I just started playing, and everyone was like, "It's about time you showed up." And I was like, "I'm sorry, dude. Like, let's just play, you know." So that was a little good, like that's crazy. Ah, that was a good, like, oh my god, it it restored my soul. It really did. That is crazy. So, but did a little, a little, played a couple shows here and there. And then again, that's it. I, I I disbanded. I was like, I can't do it. I can't at this point. Because you didn't have the certainty yet. The certainty. Home. So I moved from Alamo, Texas, and I moved back with my. After all these years of being with my mom, I moved with my father slash our grandma. Yeah. At the time, so uh, yeah, and that only lasted what 2011. So I was there for a year and a half, um, and that helped a lot. Yeah. Grandma's house did not go anywhere. Wow. Yeah. You know, like I was like. Oh, I know, not the best. At the time, um, and maybe I'll cut this out because I don't know who would care, but um, at the time, your dad was living there? Yes. And grandma was still alive, obviously. So um, it was just them two? I want to think my dad's girlfriend would come over at the time. Um, Wally, Celia? Yeah. Oh, they were living there? I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shout out to them i wasn't exactly sure you know um no they were there yeah i have to say this i have to put this on it's cool the it's, record it's all love <laughs> i have to say this like i've learned 
a very valuable lesson. And that's if you want to know how someone's doing, go over to their house and see how they're doing. That's the best way. See how they're doing. Because and even if you you ask them, how how you doing? Good. If you like, have any doubt, go check and see how they're doing because they might not be doing okay. I just, at the time, 2011, 2012, and even like before that when you were in high school, I had no idea how you were, how you were doing and right. that it was so uncertain and so unstable. Yeah. And if I did, I would have been like, you're, you're living with us, like easily. Right. It's, it doesn't matter now. Like what, it, what an empty gesture today although to I, say that. I will say this is our... We've been 15 years, 2008 uh, to 2023. Yeah. Okay. Is that 15? God dang. So 2008, it did feel like that. Remember that one week in yeah, December? Yeah, of, yeah, of course. So there was a week in 2008, Metal Gear Solid 4 came out and you hung out at our crib for like a week. But like. No, I'm talking about towards the end of the year. Wrestler. You oh, oh wrestling, that, that, that too. One. Like going into New Year's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's been 15 years? Yeah. That's crazy, man. And it's December. So. And it is December, so it's been 15 years. We watched Super Bad, yeah. as well. Yeah, um, at my mom's house, and like, I just really just took life for granted. I think in that I just had no idea how you were doing. Um, and so when I hear this now, and I hear it on the pod, like it's a little for me. It's it ca- it gives it gives me pain, like. That if I only I knew I could have helped, you know, and so it just sucks. It just sucks to hear that, you know, um, that that certainty wasn't there. And but then you get to 2011, 2012, and then Grandma has some space. Oh yeah, has some space in the back. It's called the I don't know the man cave, the shed, you know, yeah. the the room. It's and got a lot of history in that little. It's a room outside the house in the back. And it's a it's as probably as big as this room. Yes, you know. Yes, maybe including the bathroom. So it's not it's not you know families used to live in there. Yeah, and uh, so I, I kind of just took over that you know, and it was my little space, and it was like oh, for once I have a room. I was like what, 2008. So it's been four or five years since I've had a room by myself, and now I'm starting to feel more comfortable. I'm starting to okay, you know, and uh, so. But um, yeah. But that I I only lived for what 2011 of August to Jan to January to January of 2013. Yeah, uh, a year and what four months, five months. And then months. you decided to move to Austin. To Austin. Yes. Okay. So so 2012. Now that you've painted this whole picture for me of like what your journey looked like and the struggle. Yeah. Why'd you move to Austin? Cause that, 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 that you just, that's just more challenge and more struggle and more uncertainty. And like in a place where you have no connections, no family. Well, I mean, I was there, but you know, I didn't know that you were in Austin for a while. So, and I can only do so much, but like the balls, the balls to, to move to Austin. Like why? So it, it stems from, uh, you're like 20 at this age. Yes, I am 20. And, uh, I visited first time in October of 2012. Yeah. I went there with uh, the bandmates, Javi Roy, 
Javi and Roy, I think. Or maybe it was Javi. Javi, Roy, and Alex. Yeah, yeah. So Roy made the move already. I see. He made the move. I, I, for, I forgot what reasons or what. We went to go visit him, and then we went out to go see Austin. And that was my first time ever leaving anywhere, going anywhere of anything. Like, well, maybe when I was a kid, going to Corpus Christi to see the aquarium or San Antonio and see the, whatever, see the Alamo, whatever. But never to Austin. So, and I always, I think for when I was a little kid, I felt it was third, fourth, and fifth graders that whoever out of the, whoever went to Austin, like you're the cool kid, right? People were like, okay, fourth graders, you're going to Corpus Christi in fifth grade. By the way, he signed this waiver saying that you could, right? You remember that? Sure. Uh, and I was like, each and every year, it always like, and when I was in third grade, okay, you're going to San Antonio. And when I was in fourth grade, you're going to Corpus Christi. When in fifth grade, you're going back to San Antonio. I was like, I want to go to Austin, right? Yeah. Anyways, so um, it stems from that. We go visit Roy. He's really living there. And yeah. And it just, uh, at the, it's different now, but. I see, I go down, we go down 6th Street, and I've seen all kinds of live music. And I'm like, this is just casual, and it's just happening. Like, yeah. you know, it's not in the valley or whatever. Um, maybe it was, but maybe it died out, or maybe I'm just not, well, it wasn't involved. But there was a certain vibrance in the air. I'm like, whoa, the air's different, the atmosphere, the people. Now there's different kinds of people. It's not just, even though I love my I love my race, uh, and there's not just Mexicans, it, there's white people black people there's indians and there's russians there's there's everything diversity so i'm it's new to me i'm like whoa you know and i'm like this is so cool so that was there visited cool this is october 2012 yes hmm so from 2012 to that january that two year that two year that two month gap maybe a little bit before yeah leading up to like go visiting roy which is the base player for remain regardless uh, he would always like not bug me, but I'd be like, "Hey, man, come check it out. Come stay with me for two weeks." Did he know your situation? Uh he kept it pretty. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't but he didn't really like want to talk about it. Right, right. So your living situation, I mean. Right, but at this time, I was working at Kmart. I already had my own place, so I was a lot, a little bit better than before. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. He's like so. It's everything now. Things are starting to get okay. It's not bad. I have my own car. You know, not the best, but I have one. Um, so he's like, "Come on, go check it out." He's like, "If uh, if it's too much for you and you can't find a job, just go back. Whatever." And I was like, oh, "I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I got this Kmart thing going on. I got a car. I got a place for once, and uh, I don't know, man." And then, and I think maybe November, December. He's like, "Come on, man. Come on, just check it out." I was like, okay. And at this point, uh, I already had left Kmart uh, maybe by the summer. So I was a little jobless for that time. And um, I mean, what can I say? That was like my first wave of depression that I've ever had. Uh, because, really? Yeah. This is when uh, my first time, this is when drinking starts to come in uh, for the first time ever. Um, so that took its life on its own just because... I just finished Kmart and I wanted to go. I didn't know what to do. By the way, I don't have anybody else to talk to or whatever. I mean, I know I'm always in the background. I always go visit you and hang out with the boys or something, which were huge. Nuggets Monte, right? That was, oh, those were great. Uh, But now I just felt like, what now? 
okay, okay. And I'm like, but don't you want your own place? Like, okay, so if I, could, I have to get another job if I want my own apartment. And I was like. I have I, to ask. So yeah, yeah. you said this is the first time that they, you were like hit with like this wave of depression. What triggered that? Um, Was it leaving Kmart? Yes and no. Uh, yes. And then not, uh, not necessarily having that money come in or? No, I guess because. I feel like at this point, like, I'm, I'm really past like high school. You know, oh. meaning like high school friends. Like, I, I feel like I couldn't go back to that. I knew like I, I already been away for so long from them in the public that when I go back, it's not gonna be there. And I found out really quickly. I would reach up to some guys and like, hey man, let's go to let's go to the club. I was like, I don't do that, dude. Like, that's not my scene, man. Like, if you do clubs, that's great, but I'm not going to Seventh Street, Seventeenth Street, McAllen. Like, I'm. Hey, like if if you like it, man, cool. But I was like, oh, I was like, I knew I shouldn't have reached out. So now I'm trying to find someone like me, you know, in a way. I yeah. mean, I did have Javi, Roy, and Alex, but well, Roy was already gone. Javi, Alex, but uh, I think that now they're starting to. So there's like an isolation. Yes, isolation thing, you know. And now I'm starting. I mean, of course, thank God for YouTube. I'll go down so many YouTube wormholes, and um, yeah, I mean, there was nothing else to do but to drink. So um, yeah, it gradually grew whatever uh had my moments i experienced it for the first time like okay if you do too much you get like this and you woke up hungover and all that okay and i was like oh now my limits okay you can only have four or five because after that then you're it's not good okay so you know i'm experiencing like it was my first time um so once i started to get i was like man like can i go try this out you know i was like i got nothing else what do i, I got what is there to do? What is there? I was like, I'm, I was like, man, I'm, you already started drinking, which I, well, I don't regret it. But I was like, at the time, I was like, you shouldn't have done that. But um, it was my way to cope. But um, I was like, and I, I, I kind of hyped myself up. Like, I told myself, like, dude, if, if you go and it doesn't work out, it's all good. Just come back. Like, you got the place. To, like, that's the whole point. Yeah. How else are you going to know? And I just started looking into it. And I guess once I got there, I just tried it out. Again, I went with no job, you know? So the idea and the intention wasn't to i'm gonna go live over there you know if anything i was like you know what if i i like the visit there the first time let me go breathe that air let me let me refresh myself let me let me collect myself and then now uh and then come back and then figure it out maybe something will hit me right it didn't take that long within three weeks i got a job at ups mm -hmm. and i'm staying with roy so and roy you know former bandmate was like come give it a shot with me did he give you like a timeline mm, no i think uh at first because that's a real cool friend yeah to extend that I, not a lot of people would do that different timing it was different timing he was a different place and i, I didn't even know why even the first reason he moved up but he made the move, so kudos to him. So he kind of paved that wave in a way. Like, yeah. at least I knew a, I knew a connection. Oh, and by the way, I, I played in a band with him. Yeah. How cool was that? Um, so there was a little bit like, hey, man, it's been two weeks. Like, you got anything? What's up? I'm like, ah, I was like, I got an interview. Like, okay, cool. He's like, I, th I think at that time, uh, it was just like, hey, as long as you pay XXX, we could do this however long we want. Uh-huh. So once the money started to come in, I was like, hey, man, here's the light. Here is the rent. You know, and whatever. Sure. He's like, hey, man, can you? I was like, yeah, here, here, of course. Um, so that was for what? Six months from January to 
June. No, January to July. So that was a good six, seven months, yeah. That you lived with him? Yes. And you worked at UPS? Yes, overnight. And so this is like a, the start of a new era, which is kind of like surviving in Austin. Yes. Um, with the help of a friend. Help of a friend. Eventually, you get your own place. What was your first place? It was in uh, Merton's Meadow, so uh, right in the uh, Rutland and Runberg, between Rutland and Runberg, north of Mar. I never saw it. Uh, it, was, it was a place at the time that used to be called Quail Run. Okay. Uh, that was the name of the place. Um, so, um, yeah. You, you, you work for UPS for how long before you find Coke? Oh, no, that's, that's, that's until like another two years. Okay. So, and so you worked at UPS for two years? Overnight, but I got a second job in May of 2013 at Target pushing carts okay. as a cart attendant. Yeah. You're working two jobs. Yeah. You're making rent. Yes. Paying for your own food. Do you have a car? I do. I brought my, my Chevy Luna, Chevy Lumina, which I call the, the Green Hornet or, or, or the Green Hornet and or the eight mile car. Uh -huh. It was, it was very spacey. Yeah, yeah. You could fit like six dudes in the back. It was whatever. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, it only lasted for me like what, four months, April. And it died on me. It died. It, it, it did its course. And, but while this was happening, I know it seems like so fast, right? Like living in Austin with a friend, UPS overnight. Then you get a second job. By the way, your car dies. Then what? Yeah. Well, there's bus transportation. Yeah. That's cool. I can do that. And again, this is new to me, so I'm like, oh, you know. So, yeah. so in every, the valley, there are no buses, really, not that, really. That was new to me. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. And then, oh, you might want to get there a little bit faster. Like, I got a bike, got a cheap ass bike, Academy for like a hundred bucks, whatever. So, so I'm gonna ride the bike, go to the bus stop, put the bike in front of the bus, mm -hmm. and find my way, man. You know. So uh, that was, and that was a whole journey as well. Um, so that took. So yeah, I think once. Once I got a groove and started to get more money, I was like, yo, I, I got two jobs. Like, why not just find one? And okay, maybe I will. But um, once I get to that point, like, I want my own place. Yeah. You know, out of respect. Now, now I feel like, ah, uh, I feel like I'm invading, like, Roy's space. You know, again, now I'm getting, like, triggers now. Like, yeah. okay, this is cool. Yeah, of course. I'm great, forever grateful for that. But now I'm starting to get, like, you might want to go on your own, man. And you know what's best for you. Like, yes, tell them thank you any chance you get. Give them a hug. Say, I love you. But you might want to, you know, for me. Yeah. Um. So that was just a, that ride, it, it took its course, man. And again, it was just, it was flowing. Yeah. It was just going, you know. What year is this? 2013. Um. What happens or what happened to, because I think, you're just kind of in survival mode, yes. pay the bills mode, right. get by mode, um, maybe save some money, live life mode. You know, um, you kind of started over, you yes. know, when, when you when you moved from Donna to Austin. What's going on through your mind, like around that time, like in, in regards, no pun intended, to your relationship with music? Like what's going on in your mind? <sighs> Man, uh, it was a, a whirlwind of emotions. First of all, to even even the drive of taking the, the amount of stuff that I had to take, like I had to sell a lot of my personal stuff. At the time, it was a PS3. Sold the PS3, sold the TV, sold this. That hurts. It did hurt, but I was like, ah, let's just go. Through. I was like, who cares? It's just a 
belong in the possession because I was already used to it. I was already used to losing my stuff anyway. Like, I was like, man, I was like, whatever, dude. Like, you know, I was just at that point, like, I don't know. It's like, fuck it. You know, it, it, it doesn't hurt me. I've already been hurt in this department. So if it doesn't happen again, like, okay, it's not going to hurt me anymore. So, um, what's going through my mind, it, all kinds of emotion, man. I, I, again, I felt like I was succeeding, but then I felt like I was stupid. I felt like I was... Why did you feel like you were stupid? Because there was, there was no, like, again, the, the initial intention, like, I was, I was just going aimlessly. You know going what I mean? fast, but not in a particular direction. Well, there was no, uh, there was just no direction. Yeah. It was just go, uh -huh. you know? Because it's well, what not, were you supposed to do? What else am I supposed to do? What, what else can I do? You know, oh, you got two jobs. Yeah, and so, yeah. and it was cool. It was a learning experience. Yeah, I, I remember I, I was twenty. I turned twenty-one, so I was amped up, full of testosterone, and ready to go. You know, so yeah. I had all the energy. I can pound energy drinks and still be good and all that. But yeah. um, so yeah, so it was 21, exciting. Twenty-one, man, you were so young. I was a kid, dude. I was a little boy. I mean, that's pretty much it. 21. I was not even like, you're a man. No, like, no, I was a little boy. I was a little boy. And I was just fine trying to find myself, like, anything, like, please, like, dude, just. And I told myself, like, what if you just want to, like, save up some money and then go back? I was like, no. But I'm starting to ride this wave again. Um, now, I'm, now I'll get my own place, you know. What are you listening to? At this point, uh, well, I will say this. So once my, my car got lost, I was like, I got a little discouraged. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to be able to do it. And I told myself, I was like, man, well, Roy's doing his own thing. I'm grateful for the place. But now I didn't know how to put into words. Or, or I was like, I need some direction. I need, I need something or someone to look up to. And I, I, I was like, I don't know how, like I'm, I'm doing some things, but it's, sometimes it's not working. You know what I mean? Um, so at that time, it was my last year I started. Well, maybe not. But it was my last year I used the torrents, yeah. torrent sites. Yeah. So I'm torrenting like my favorite movies. I'm torrenting um, uh, just my favorite five bands that I like in high school, whatever. The Lamb of Gods, and I'm getting their discography. I'm putting it in my iPod, right? I'm putting my music, okay? And... um at the time, I was still Tumblr driven, Tumblr, and oh, uh, yeah. and that's how I came across. And I know you have a little bit of saying this, but Tony Robbins, yeah, um, that was a leap of faith that I didn't even know what to expect or what or how. Again, I found Tony Robbins through Tumblr, and I know there was a little bit mentioned in the past with you when we were hanging out, yeah, but it was just very brief, yeah, and it was just like, okay, oh, and by the way, he comes on the movie Shallow Hall. That's Tony, yeah, that's it. So, um, got my hand. I, I, so I told myself, man, if, if I want to give myself a chance, if I want to at least try, try, just try and help like personal development. Yeah. How things work, where to go, how to feel, what, to, you know, how to, maybe you're feeling bad, how to change that. Like, I was like, I don't know anybody that can do that for me. I don't know. I don't even know who to call. Like. I've been away for so long. By the way, it's been five years. Hey, my name's. Can you show me how? I, I don't. Sure. That was very uh, still uneasy for me. So, yeah. got my hands on personal power too, and that completely changed my life. Really? 
Oh yeah, and that kept me going, man. It, it. Sure, there was like little hungry kid, like, whoa, you went to Austin, got a job, you know, Bob. You can only ride that high for so long. Yeah, and I was like, and then and now I think with Tony it was just like, unlimited. Like he's like, here's your here's your kerosene, and it just like huge bonfire. I'm like, I was like, this is not gonna turn off for a while, you know. So, um, once I did the 30 day program. I mean, I got momentum and I started again right this wave. Now I'm, my life, and again, it wasn't right away. Like after 30 days, my life changed. Like it wasn't like yes and no. As the days were going by, and I did them just in day one, day two, day three, day four. Uh, this was April of 2013. So, uh, so I had to just point that out. And for anybody that's out there that's listening, like if if you want to take it to the next step, if you want just go to the next level or are you curious of like man like how do people do things or how do they or like you know like that like next level tony robbins personal power too and he has other stuff get the edge um unleash the power within uh notes from a friend <laughs> yeah um so there's a bunch of stuff on youtube as well and uh now it's all on youtube now you don't have to tour in it which, by the way, I, I, I bought it eventually later down the road, which I'll get into later. I, I stopped torrenting that year. Um, but, yeah, I just want to pin, pinpoint that out. That was it just from here. Here's a chart to a rocket, you know. Yeah. So shout out to Tony for that. What are you what are you listening to like music wise? Music wise, Pandora was the one yeah. that, again, just as much as Tony uh, impacted and moved my life, Pandora and that's why they call it Pandora's box. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So I would put the, the the stations that I would that I would put and it would just be on shuffle. It's like, "Oh, you like this band? Check this out." And uh I I it would take forever to list a bunch, but now I'm listening to now I'm starting to get into the gent thing, you know. Really? Yeah. So I was like, "What is gent?" Okay, cool. Uh, animals as leaders comes out oh, huge animals as leaders cool. are they gent yes and no uh, they, i would say progressive progressive classical experimental okay gent you know i know it sounds kind of weird yeah um more so progressive so now i'm hearing other stuff like now i'm kind of catching up on the other bands like oh i've always fear factory um a throwback band called Havoc, which they pay how much the eighties, but it's modern. Um late night alumni. Uh <laughs> that's super opposite of metal. Yeah. Uh which is like uh I don't even know not pop and not uh house. House yeah. house music. Now I'm getting into um Psytrance, trance with female lead vocals, uh dubstep, um uh a little bit of lo-fi just to have in the background mm. so pandora just opened a huge like i can't tell you how many times where i'm walking i'm on a bus riding the bike at my job and i'm like who's this okay and then i go to spotify i think spotify was new at the time um i'm like what they've been around since 94 what the fuck you know i'm like i was like okay and um so that's what i'm missing pandora's box i was just liking tracks liking tracks i was i was busy and it was getting me going i was like this is cool oh, i'm gonna like that one i'm gonna save it later i'm gonna look you up later and i'll go 
oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to like that. So I'll go, you know. So that was that was my world for a minute, you know. Yeah. And I got I caught up a lot, uh, so to speak. And I started to see, I'm like, oh, the band that you liked. You also liked this too. But it came from that. And I'm like, oh. So again, it's a, it's a huge world. Yeah. Um. So a little bit of surf music as well. Surf, surf rock, punk, old punk, 80s punk. Um. So it was a little bit, a little bit of, of that. When's the next time that you... I remember having a conversation with you around this time and I asked you, like, how's your passion? Right. You know, um, (laughs) I always like to cut the crap with people and I always knew for you, like music was your thing. Um, One thing we kind of, I forgot to mention was around, I don't even know when we did the forest video. That was 2011. 2011. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was obsessed with cameras. I got a camera, started filming everything that I could. I knew that you were obsessed with drums. You bought a percussion set and you were drumming anytime you could. And so I always felt like, oh, that's my thing. That's his thing. And there was times where, you know, you're pushing your dream, especially in your mid twenties, you're pushing your dream up a hill. It's like a boulder up a hill. And then sometimes you take like 10 steps back and you keep pushing it back up a hill. Like that's what it looks like, right? And it sounds like during this era for you, like you're moving to Austin, you're a stranger in a strange land. You have no, you have not, not that very many connections. You're listening to Pandora, you're busy, you know? And so time's kind of going by. Like what's on the horizon for you? Like what's a goal? What's a dream? Like connect the dots for me on creating music again for the first time for sure so like what is in between that to your inevitable first record okay cool so this jumps forward quite a bit so anywhere from 2013 to 2017 there was no music so even what, though how do you feel about that time because you're living life it's not like it's a waste of time i want to make that clear no no it was experience i was i was it was always in the back of my head, but it was new to me, young, and uh, again, starting to get momentum and starting to condition my mind, condi- program my mind, uh, re- uh, uh, re- you know, look at my beliefs and values, cut, you know, keep some of it, you know, it was okay, okay. I was also experiencing life and experiencing people, getting to know the city, and it, it was a little overwhelming, but in a good way. And I was curious, like, oh, what yeah. is that? I wonder if I go there. What does this look like? Okay, cool. I'm starting to date girls, you know? Yeah. And now I have my own place. And now, yeah. you know? And it wasn't even about getting laid. It was just like, now I, I, I have, like, if it were to happen, I can I can finally say, you want to come and hang out? I can I can make some dinner, whatever. Yep. We can, you know, something nice like that. or So um, I don't regret any of that. Even though I'm like, oh, <laughs> You know, I'm just like, I wish I was, but, but I was, I was living life and I told myself, okay, uh, if you're going to have a shot, you get, you get, I did two jobs for two years, 2013, 2014, 2015, um, UPS overnight, target pushing carts and a valley at Lexus, <laughs> um, both part-times and I juggled them both. So it was brutal. So I was like, okay, then Coke came along, Coca-Cola. Um, it, it was real easy, man. Once I did that part-time and then, uh, 
Wendell Kang, the warehouse manager, he's the one that hired me once after a month. He's like, hey, man, uh, do you want full time? So we had a little technical difficulty there. We're back. Um, for those listening, you probably didn't miss anything. But uh, you're talking about getting full time at Coke. Yes. And that was 2015. I know that personally. Yes. Um, but you, you were saying how there was a gap from, um, I guess, 2013 to a certain year where there was no music. You were consuming music. Right. You were still researching shit and discovering new influences, but you hadn't gotten to that point yet where you were going to make music. And I'm curious um, where you were that got you there. Like, what was the... What, what what pushed you to make music? What pushed you to... Because you, you could have never made music ever again and just paid bills and that could have been your life and that would have been fine. Right. But what changed? I guess once, uh, once I got to a solid foundation, that was very important for me to even think about even playing music. I would catch a couple of shows here and there and uh, that would always keep the the uh the energy and the fire flowing so to speak you know so um so how did i get there well again 2013 to 2017 four years like it, it was just i don't say non-stop grinding but i think once code came into play i had to really make sure like if i'm gonna have a job like this is it none of this you know flip-flopping you know part-time jobs like i need something solid i need some i need a foundation and again it goes back to uh um growing up as a kid like i didn't have that support and i've always wanted that for myself and i said and if i'm gonna do it if i'm gonna have a chance or even try to make an attempt to make music i gotta have a solid foundation and i think that was very very crucial to not only prove to myself or whatever you know or ride the wave as you know this thing this this new now i'm becoming this my own person i'm trying to and also experiencing life i'm i'm making up for the stuff that i didn't do that i couldn't do you know mm -hmm. and it was fun so and it wasn't bad but it kind of music was just not in the radar because right. like oh i'm dating girls now and, and I'm you're still young as fuck exactly yeah and it's just so much out there and um you know uh the bike and the bus and going over here and getting to know the city. So it, it took a lot of time. It took some time. It wasn't just right away, you know. And um, so I guess once 2017, oh, here's a new one. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a website called Band Mix, so which is uh, an artist profile. Um, um, it's like a MySpace or a Facebook, but for artists. Post who you are, say what you play, and tell people what you're about, and or share what you want to seek out. Saying, "Hey, I'm this drummer. I'm looking for a bassist that can play in this style. Hit me up." Right? Um, if you have music, you can post it so you can they can get an idea. And uh, so here comes uh, I up I have not used that site since 2011. Um, which is weird because I used that when I was in the Valley in 2011. Bandmix. And I, for a little brief, I was in a band, a metal band called Durain, which never... Oh, I forgot about that. It never really... Uh, we recorded something. We recorded like three, four tracks. I, I recorded the, the physical drums in a room uh, with Eli and Serge. Those were the names. And um, But 
I provided the drums, but again, I disbanded because I, I wasn't able. And they had they had some gigs, and I missed out on that. Yeah. And they had to find another drummer. Anyway, so yeah, I go back. So 2017 comes around. I was like, you know what? Let me update it. Let me update. It's been six years. Update the picture. Update where I live. I got some messages like, whoa, okay, man, we've been looking for a drummer. I see your style. Like, what's going on? So I'm like, ah, uh, I don't want to play country, man. Like, no, that's not my thing. He's like, we can pay you. I was like, ah, uh, uh, my heart's not going to be in it. Okay, cool. And I get this, uh, this guy calls me. Uh, I think his name was Jeremiah. He's like, hey, man, uh, I see your, I just wanted to call you and see if you wanted to audition for us. Uh, we don't have a band name, but we're just looking for someone who can play. If you can play Asking Alexandra, Tool, and Breaking Benjamin, then you're in. Um, by the way, these are the three songs. I can't, I can't remember. But I know Tool was sober. So, I think, is that sober? Yeah. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I played that on drums all the way through. And I was like, oh, easy. Not easy, but I was like, that was my homework, you know? I was like, and what, that, year, what year is this? 2017. Okay. March of 2017. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. I was like, not so much bringing Benjamin, but I can do with Tool. I fucking love Tool. Um, and so I'm there. I'm there rehearsing. I'm like, okay, these are the drum parts. And I'm like, dude, but you haven't played drums in... Years. Six years. Damn. I'm like, where are your chops? Do you even... I was like, who cares? Like, but this is exciting. Like, you have an opportunity. Remember, I my mindset, again, at this point, it's already been four years uh, since Personal Power 2. So now I'm more developed. I'm getting a little bit older. I'm 25 now. Um, I get my <laughs> I get my first car I bought, uh, which is outside right now, which is a Subaru BRZ 2016, which is monumental. Um, I mean, I want to make this clear, and I'm not talking shit, but the car that you had before that you bought for 2000 was a piece of shit you know like oh yeah it, oh yeah it, it was in, in on its last legs is what i mean i had it's an, not I, like it's not like brand new it was a piece of shit right but like it wasn't from 96 right and so it was almost 20 years old you know it took you to austin it did its job you're taking the bus you're riding the bike you're doing the grind you're missing the bus you know like you know you're you're late sometimes like it's it's such a fucking grind so you getting a brand new car was very well deserved Plus, uh, there was a, a Mustang 2002 that I bought. It was also a piece of shit. Oh, so yeah. there was that little arrow, yeah, for sure. And it just I had problems. I did. I I just something always happened, and I just never. And I just let it go. I let it go. Was that the one that was like cursed? Yeah. Yeah. I called it the, the smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which dude. is from Lost. I forgot <laughs> it's about dark. that. Yeah. Because it just never wanted. It's. It, I say the smoke monster because it sounded like a freaking monster. But the smoke part was yeah. like the dark shit that just never didn't. Yeah. It never wanted. It just never wanted to. And I did try. Yeah. But I noticed I was like, I'm spending a lot of money the more than I should. So I made a deal with the, the dealer. I was like, look, dude. I was like, I was like, you know, I always call and update and tell you that I always have these problems. And he's like, it's okay. Don't problem. You can just pay me $50. That's all. I, it's just fix your thing. Pay me 50 bucks and we're good. You know, so I'm grateful for that. But when I turn in the keys, I'm like, dude, I, I can't do this, man. I turned it in and he's like, cool, no worries. He just wrote it off. He's like, I'm not going to come after you. I'm not going to come find you saying, or I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn it into the collect for your credit. You're good, man. I was like, you, you've been really good to me. 
everyone else is like shitty or they avoid my calls or I, I don't even get, they don't even make a payment. I'm talking, I'm talking about like these little car lots. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Sure, like, of course. So he's like, man, like, he's like, you're a cool dude. You've always kept me. He's like, I, I, I can tell in your voice, like, you're just done. I was like, yeah. So I take one more year. I do another year of bike and bus. Wow. But this time around, I buy a fucking great ass bike. called. It's a Trek bike, which is like. Yeah, those are the best ones. You know, cost me like $600 or something. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind it because one, I had all this money, uh, not having a car payment, not having insurance, like that's all that money out. So yeah. I knew it was an investment, and I only had one job. Yeah. So it was just, you know, to and from, and I was close by. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. Um, it did suck when it was forty degree weather, but I got used to it. But you got the car of your dreams, essentially. You know. It was... Yes, because uh, my bike, my bike got stolen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the turning point. That was the breaking turning point. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Yeah. That's shitty. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, that was a, a fuck you back to whoever stole it in, in a good way. Plus, it was already time anyway. I was already doing uh, 2016. I let go of that car April of 2016. So I did a whole run till 20, February of 2017. Mm-hmm. I was already on that projection anyway. Like, yeah. So I saw the car that I wanted and, you know, it's a, it's a standard six speed. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my choice. And it relates to music because I'm a drummer and I use all my limbs. Yeah. It's basically I want to use everything. Yeah. Right hand, left foot, a right hand and the the clutch. So yeah. people always ask me, you do I was like, dude, I you just drive. That's yeah. it. You know. Yeah. But um so but you were talking about uh there's like that MySpace for musicians. Yes. Yeah. So, Bad mix. So this is in twenty seventeen, you're like, but I haven't played drums in so long. Right. And yeah. I get some homework, this is your audition, yes. come back, learn these songs, go in there, okay. It's Jeremy, Jeremiah, some young kid. I know he looked pretty cool. And then there was Ed, Mr. Edward, um, who's featured on this new record. Yes, Eddie Cobra. Yes, um, who's a guitar player. And we we went through the song. It was just like almost cut and dry. Here are the drums. Uh, let's just take it from the top. Let's play uh, the Breaking Benjamin song. Ready? One, two, three. And okay, so I'm like there. We're playing. So we went. We ran through it. And then eventually, like, I don't know, the singer, the whatever, he was, like, he was talking crap or battling with the guitar, the other guitar player. So it was just, like, me and Ed, and we're, like, oh, what's up, dude? Like, how did you, even, you know, we're just talking. Yeah. He's, like, man, he's, like, do you play anything else? And we're just, like, meld, you know, we're, we're in the, and he's, like, oh, oh, you like Lamb of God, too? Oh, yeah. Linkin Park and all, we're going off, you know. And I think we even played his, like, he starts playing the riff, and I start playing the drums. So now we're doing our own thing only yeah. because they, they went away or something or they were yeah. like, and then we stopped. We're like, okay, okay, let's go back to, you know? Yeah. So that was our first initial connection. Um, so, uh, yeah. Shortly thereafter. It's kind of like a love at first sight kind of thing with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, because I remember once we were leaving, I don't know why the, the, the vocalist was so caught up on the other guitar player. I guess he was messing up or something. And to me, it was like, I didn't hear anything. That sounded great. Like, I don't know. Or I don't know. I don't know. But uh, once we were leaving, uh, Edward was like, hey, man, can I grab your number so we can, like, do something sometime? And I knew what he meant by that. He's like, I don't know if I want to play with these guys, you know. Yeah. But I, he's like, I think you're pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, fuck yeah. So here's a little hiccup is that he got my number, but I didn't get his. Mm. So there was another, like, a little gap that I just yeah. didn't hear from him. Well, it wasn't too long. So it was March. April, May, June, July. So it took another four months to hear back from him. 
damn. Because I immediately went like the next week. I was like, oh, let me get that. I was like, oh, I didn't get it, his number. I was like, right. fuck. Yeah. And uh, so I think once he hit me up and it was like, let's go jam, which was at the time it was called Music Lab in St. Elmo. Uh, it's not there anymore. It's like a Tesla building or something. Um, <laughs> man, we just we got together and it was magic. We started to just jam anything. Oh, let's play Rage Rage Against the Machine. And he was like, okay, cool. And then let's just go. Let's just jam. Okay, cool. And it just felt right. He's like, he's like, dude, I got my own songs. And he's like, okay. I was like, let me study them and I'll, I'll bring them back to the next practice. And sure enough, he's like, uh, let's play, uh, let's play Blow Me Away. Oh, oh, dude. So I got it. And he's like, dude, he's like, you got it pretty. I was like, yeah, I studied it, man. I got one. Now, now this is the. Well, I don't say making music just yet, but it's in the process. And it's, again, re reminding myself, like... It's like a reintroduction. Reintroduction. Yeah. Being around someone, playing music, in a band, feels like that. Going over ideas, and that took its little course. Wow. Um, so that's 2017. 2017. And I remember in 2017, it might be 2018, going to watch you play. Yes, was that 2017? It was like December. It was November. November 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. What band was that? And like, what was that? And I remember you guys had fun that night, and it was cool. And I, I of course, I took my camera out there, and I was just happy to be there. But what? How did that come about? It was like a new gig. Here you are. It was like the first time I ever saw you play ever, because I never saw those Peter Piper lock-ins. I never saw. Oh, man. The remain regardless shows. Excuse oh, well, me. You didn't so, want to because it was cringy. So I, I feel at that time I was more a little bit more. I was like, okay. But I just wanted to be like, that's my cousin right there, you know? So I, would, I wanted to I appreciate do it for that. that. Yeah, so talk to me about that show. Like, that wasn't your first show. I still remember the the venue. It was on Anderson Mill. Yeah, I think Anderson Mill Pub. Yeah, it's, yeah. On, it's still there. Yeah. Um, ah. How did it go from with Ed to, to doing to doing shows all of a sudden? Uh, to be honest, that was only our, our only show. Was it? Yeah, sadly. I wish there was more, but... For what it was, um, I don't know. We would just we uh, we we got. To, um, I think once well, it's me and Ed, and he has a friend named Rob. He he plays the bass guitar, and I think once we got that three piece together, and once we found out we played, I can, we can play his music. Now it's like let's create our own songs. I think that was like the idea. Like we we created songs originals but we didn't play them we didn't play it live there because we felt like they were still new and they still needed work and we were so comfortable about playing the ones that he created which i i had a joy playing i still to the day have played uh have joy playing them and and it matches the style and the groove and it's it's a little different a little weird but it, it's pretty cool it matches so I think that's what it was. It was just like the magic of like being on the same page, being like, oh, let's just take us to a gig, you know, like, and I don't know, I even know how it happened. I think it was at that time in that place, uh, St. Elmo um, Music Lab, there was a, a a board where you walk down the hallway and like, there's like little flyers, mm -hmm. like little, need a drummer, like right. pick this number, you know, and yeah. it's like an advertisement little wall. Yeah. And uh, I think we pick one of those, like, if you want to play a gig, if you're a band, open mic 7 30 to 10 30 whatever so i think that's what, that's what it was <laughs> yeah and uh were the originals that you guys played there were ed's originals yes so we were. did have originals as together but there were ed's originals what was the name of the act 
at that time it was hybrid cobra hybrid cobra which means uh, at the time i wanted to be called hybrid yeah and he's eddie cobra so you mentioned yeah. hybrid cobra you know oh cool so but we ended up calling ourselves hybrid animal after that oh okay so i don't know i think cobra is more of his, his thing because ed is like he has his own music yeah so i want to respect him in that regard right and i think he wants to keep that separate which i'm okay with it i i i, I get that um so um yeah that was the name of the act and played three songs yeah i think it was that footage exists it's out there it's out there yeah yeah, yeah. and uh it was real quick and fast and it was probably the not only did you get to see me play the drums, but I think it's the first time you see me um, smile and be happy. Yeah. I know you can see it, man. You just yeah. look back at the footage and like, I think you, <laughs> you. Li I literally got off stage and you put the camera in, right in my face and you're like, what's going, what's going through your mind? I'm like, I was like, dude, I just got off an adrenaline rush. You know, when you get off the stage and like, there was like, I don't want to say a standing ovation, but people were like, what the fuck that just happened? Like, oh, like, this is so cool. Like guys, like maybe they were drunk. I don't know. Um, and I'm just like trying to soak it in like, whoa, whoa. I like, I haven't felt this in a while. Like this is my first gig since 2011. Like, you know, so all these was like going through my head. And, uh, so, which I didn't mind, you know, and I was like, I don't even know what I said. It was just like, uh, it happened so fast. And that's all I can say for now. I think that's what I said. Yeah. Maybe I said something else, but, um, it was good for what it was. What was the next musical endeavor for you after that? So I continued to ride that wave. It was just always the jam. Like, okay, created some originals, always spoofed around, jam, created originals. That went on and off, on and off. 2018 started to come back around, come around. Um, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think just Ed was at a, at a different time. Um, I wanted to get going. And not necessarily like, oh, we're not on the same page. We can't talk. It's more of... I don't know. It, it, I, I got the drive to play a gig again wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe we started to, we do have like a list of songs and maybe that became a little overwhelming. We just didn't know how to play it. Some were challenging than others. Some were cool. Some were, some were originals or whatever. So, so that was cool. 2018. And it was just on and off. Hey, we're going to go practice music. Okay, cool. A month later, hey, we're going to go practice. Okay, cool. And next month, okay, okay. So, for me, that was like, okay. I got, a, I got, a, I got a little bit of a taste of a show, but again, I'm getting my chops back. Mm -hmm. Now I'm starting to like, feel myself and every little practice. Like, hey man, like, you're starting to get better. I'm like, no, it's I know this stuff. It's just that I'm, I'm shaking off the cobwebs, or I'm just applying all these things that, that I wanted to do for so long. Now I'm just applying them to the kid. Like, there's no, I know someone's kind of a weird way like uh i've always practiced in my head <laughs> mm -hmm. sounds kind of like a maniac but uh i've always been like in 20, 2013 to 2017 even though it seems like i didn't i wasn't doing doing anything but i was doing something like i would always imagine a drum kick every time i sometimes even when i need something to get out i'm always doing this like this this right hand just can't because i'm hearing something um so um yeah and then 2019 comes in around 2018 we stopped talking we had some heat yes we it did. was dumb it was bullshit it's whatever. oh yeah it's water on the bridge it's in the past so i'm genuinely like right now i'm genuinely in the dark like mm. with 2019 and then mm. 
the pandemic happens. But like, what was going on during that time? I think 2019, uh, um, I think once I realized once 20, 2017, cool, got the gig, whatever, goodbye, blah, blah. You know, 2018, yeah, I was like, okay, I have my chops back in wrestling terms. I'm running the ropes. Yeah. I'm taking bumps. You know, I'm cutting a promo. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm getting confidence. Like, what's up? Let's go. And uh, I can only do so much. Um, so, so once 2019 came around, I was like, look, jamming is one thing, but I want to, I want to get out there and start fucking, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't want to puppy love. Oh, oh, baby, I can't wait to text you tonight. Like, no, no, man. I, it's good. We already did all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I already held the backpack for you. I walked you to class. We held hands. Everybody's watching. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Like, I want to get to fucking, you know. So um, let's go. That's what's going on, you know. And uh, and February of 2019, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it does. Um, I was, Twitch was kind of new to me, mm-hmm. even though it's been around. But I remember, I guess maybe it was apparent because Sasha Gray was on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And it was at a point where she was still new at it. So she had viewers, but not as much as now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch her video, one of her videos now. Does like, she stream now? Oh, yeah. Constantly. All the time. Like, she's scheduled to, you know, and she's on YouTube and all that. The whole nine yards. Like, everything. So, Obviously, like, you you know how YouTube videos, they have, like, the, the Twitch chat, mm-hmm. and it's just scrolling. It's just, like, it just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. But at that time, in February 2019, it was just like, hey, Sasha, blah, blah, blah. Hey, how's... like, it was slow. Like, it wasn't, she wasn't even, yeah, she was, she has a name for her. She's, like, famous for celebrity, but to establish her viewers, like, that was really cool. So, mm-hmm. at one point in time, I found myself in that, and uh, I don't know. It was so, uh, I remember just chatting, like. Hey, Oscar from Austin. I, I feel that too. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's, whoa. Like, Sasha Gray. Like, I mean, come on. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just moved me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she started to talk about her DJ days. Or mm-hmm. started, she was like, she's a DJ. Yeah, I forgot about that. She started to me like, oh, I can't wait to DJ and this and that. So just, it sounds dumb. But virtually getting that digitally, um, it just moved me, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool, man." I just got like acknowledged by Sasha Gray, even though she doesn't know what I look like or what. But at that time, it's like, "Man, that's so cool." She talked about talking about music and this and that, and this and that, and it felt like I was in an intimate, like, private show. Yeah, that's you know? what that's what Twitch and all that is. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool." So I was like, and she, for that whatever for whatever reason, it made me feel like, "Go make your own. Go go make your own music." Yeah. What's what's so, um, I just started looking to it. I, I messed around it with it once, but it was overwhelming, but I did it and it's on YouTube. It's called Dexterity. In 2015, I programmed this track. What I did was, uh, I got a free licensed guitar track, right? I think I bought it for like two bucks or something. I don't, I don't remember, $5. And you can do whatever you want with it, right? And, uh. I got I was ex- I was experimenting with um with software and I somehow ended up with Ableton. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Got the track, put it on the uh, on the feed and put the drums underneath. Well, by the way, uh, I had to torrent a, a drum software. I think it was Addictive Drums. I think that that was a software. 
So it basically it replicates a real drum set, you know, real sound, as opposed to like a drum machine, like like you actually get hi hats, mm -hmm. snares, you know, all that. Um, so yeah, it took me that took me a while, and I was like, I, was like, I, don't, even, I don't even know if I want to do this. Like, yeah, it's cool. But anyways, I was like, you know what? I'll do that again. Um, which by the way, 2018. Okay, I I missed one little part. I went to see Metallica and ACO in 2018. Mm -hmm. That one really, I mean, that sounds kind of cheesy and corny. It's Metallica, so now I want to be in a band now. But it really reminded me, like, dude. Who the fuck you are. Yes, and being uh, being a part of a festival where, like, I could talk to you and be okay with it. I don't have to isolate from you. You know what I mean? Like, it feels mm -hmm. like, this is my family. Oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I went with Ed and Rob, and uh, I somehow, some way, I stumbled upon Guillen. Yeah, he was there. And That's crazy, because <laughs> there's like a hundred thousand people there. I remember, like, dude, I was like, what the fuck? And I, I kind of ditched uh, Ed and Rob, and I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna be with my friend, his friend Gian. I'm, I'm just, he looks by, he was by himself, but in a good way. I think, I feel like Gian was just very zen, like I'm in this festival, yeah, going to soak all this in. I'm probably from my reaction, sure. And I was just like, hey man, is it right if I can hang out with you? He's like, yeah, dude. And so we. We'll go check out tents and go over here and this and that. So that was really cool. <laughs> and um, so at that time, remember, I wasn't doing any gigs or whatever. And I remember Ed and Guillen had, had a conversation about a Bring Me the Horizon album, I think. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, some band, I think it was Bring Me the Horizon, which album was better. And they were going back and forth. And I remember just stepping back and I was like, one of these days, I'm going to have them on a track. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how. I know Guillen does not live in Austin, but... Mm. it just like it had this little like i know i can make it happen i don't know how you know so that was just like a little whisper mm. um love that so and then of course once metallica hit it, we all just disbanded and who cares you know i was in the mosh pit you know yeah uh i let one song play it was uh, hardwired i was like okay metallica's here and then once the second song seek and destroy into the mosh pit like uh, you have to. I had to do it. I had to do it. You, you know, have so, to. Uh, dun, 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 you're like, I'm going to die. Yep. Yeah. And I started pushing some fat motherfucker, you know, so <laughs> I had his shirt off that was sweating it is and he was heavy, is. but I pushed him and I rocked him a little bit, whatever. That's awesome. Um, cool. Oh, I was like, oh, and I was like, maybe from here to like where that tree is. Yeah. Uh, James Hetfield. Wow. Kirk Hammett. You made, Rob, you Robert, made your way. Robert Trujillo. And by the way, that's Lars Ulrich. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so, um, shortly thereafter, maybe a week after October of 2019, I got a bass guitar. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, if I'm going to make music, I need something to rely on. I need, uh, I need a foundation. I was like, okay, well, we're going to have to put the drums on, pick up something else. Well, you don't know how to be guitar. Yeah, but bass and drums, rhythm. You know, understand rhythm. How hard can it be? So I bought it. Just a basic starter, uh, Ibanez, Geo Ibanez. I can't remember the model. But it's like a starter kit. It comes with a little amp, strings, and all that. So, again, I know. I where'd, you, where'd you buy it? Online. Okay. Yeah, it got delivered to me. Um, I think I got it from Musician's Friend. Um yeah, so I got that messed why around. The, why the bass? Because it's the closest thing to drums. 
Is it bass and drums? You know, you know how like rhythm syncopation, like er no, I don't. And okay, well, any whatever the anytime the drummer kicks the the kick drum, yeah, the bass does as well. Oh, okay, like picture that. Oh, syncopated, yeah, 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 yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's an example. Yeah, so I was like, okay. How, how good are you at the bass today? Mm, my chops were a little, eh, uh, not as good as anybody thinks it is. You self-taught? Yes. Okay. Have you ever thought about getting training for it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I said that because I, I just want to do the drums, you know? Oh, I see. But I am curious. I do. I, I If you give me a tab and I hear the song and I see the note, I see the the notes, mm -hmm. I can replicate it and I can play, but I can't tell you what I, I'm playing, but right. I, I can see visually, I can see what's how I'm supposed to be playing mm -hmm. and I can get, um, yeah, but... I was like, okay, so once I started to mess around with the with the bass guitar, I was like, oh, I'm creating the 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 drum patterns that I have in my head, the the whatever. Now I'm kind of just transferring it to with my fingers, you know, in a way, and I'm moving up and down, and I just kept it very simple. So four strings, that's why I got it simple. The top string is the lowest, the bottom string is the highest, you know, low to high, and then high to low going from my my right to the left i was like oh, that's pretty simple if you hear something low and heavy you go down the fretboard if you hear something high and shimmery you go down i was like yeah okay i could do that i kept it very simple i didn't want to overthink it i don't be overwhelmed i didn't want to worry about technique no you're not adding placement or i didn't want to worry about i just i just need something to get me going I need to hear a bass line so i can i'm like oh I don't know what I just paid. I don't know what key I'm on. Wait, that sounds a little too high. Let me go up. Let me just tune it down a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, now, fast forward to 2019, the whole Twitch software grade thing, whatever. I already have my bass guitar. And now I get an interface. And now I get uh, the software Cubase. And now that took its own journey. 2019 was all just going down YouTube wormholes. Today I'm going to show you how to program Cubase, you know, these Indians, which I'm grateful for them. Um, <laughs> it, They're the teachers. It, uh, that's, all, that's all I did in 2019. And I didn't start releasing music till uh, 2020, the end of December, almost even going to 21. Yeah. So it was, even though I felt like, man, I'm losing, I'm losing my chops. I'm not playing the drums. I'm not in a band anymore. I'm not gigging. But I was like, if you want to have your own voice and say something and not having to rely on someone, this is it. I was like, I know, I know. I was like, I know you want to be on stage. I know you want to be, or you want to be, you want to have access to a drum set so you can uh, start vocaling your ideas. And uh, so I just want to say, what you hear now in Redefine Landscape took almost two years to get to that point as far as editing how to mix i don't know how to mix either way but uh all that like how to piece together like the notes are coming in how to open up plugins how to work the software the layout all of that i mean you're an editor so yeah. you, you know how it was when you had fl studio or was it or sony vegas sony vegas there you go yeah. like in the beginning you're like what the, where's anything yep. you know and it can be overwhelming that's how it was for me as well it's like Okay, how do you change the tempo? Like, argh! you know. So now, 
it stops me from I was like oh, I have this cool riff but it, you know so I'm I'm figuring it out so I took a lot of time to just figure it out you know figure it out how how long did it take to write hybrid hybrid chondria so I didn't start writing it until once pandemic hit of course that's kind of an easy one um pandemic hit 2020 and I was like all right now so more than ever I was like dude if of course if you're gonna write I was like fuck I was like you're not if there's any time in history to write music and have your own voice is right now okay pandemic you can't go outside you can't get anybody you can't be close to anybody fuck it I'm in my room I got nothing else to do I was like, oh, by the way, you got a stable job. Thank God. I was, I'm, I'm considered a essential a, worker, essential worker, front, front line worker. I still had to go to work, and um, thank God it wasn't as bad. It was a little bit traumatizing, you know, COVID, whatever. But um, grateful that I still had a job, you know, uh, stable. Um, and I literally saw people when I was out there, like literally people walking out of the building saying, "Well." That's it for me. I don't got a job. I don't know what I want to tell my kids, or I don't even know how I'm gonna pay my bills. Like I literally saw that firsthand. Fuck me. And I was like, oh, man. and I felt bad. I'm like, I'm over here in, in a coke uniform, you know, still having a job. But it's like, so I just kind of just, you know, I just stay quiet and I just kind of just said my prayers and said I'm, I'm thankful. So I guess it took from March to october september so yeah six months it took me six months to write it how many tracks is hybrid uh hybrid conjure just five how did you come up with hydrogena uh, that was at the very end um once i had the truck the track the all the tracks once i've got all, the, all these all this music out um what i thought what was cool which is uh, i'll get into it here in a second but once I was a push to push enter, I was like, "What are you going to call yourself?" So be I. So that delayed it. It, it should have been released a little bit earlier. And I'm like, "Oh man, yeah." I struggled with it. I was like, "I don't want my name out there. I want it to be something." Okay, well, what is Why it? Why don't you want your name out name out there? Because because uh, the idea is that it's not just about me. Why? Because it's about being in a band and playing with people. There's nothing like it. I want that feedback from a guitarist. I want the vocalist, hey, dude, like, don't do any of these hippity dippy stuff. Just play pocket or whatever. Because I want to serve the song and I want I want that. And I need, I like that pitch and catch. I want the ideas like, hey, man, whatever you just did, that's, I like that. Don't change it. Or if you want to add more, whatever. I love that. Um, and I just want to be part of the team, man. You know, I want to, I want to sit down behind the booth and be like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, could you scream that part louder? I think it would sound cool. Hit. He's like, is that what you mean? Yeah, I think it sounds cool. What do you think? Yeah. The collaboration. Yes. Behind the scenes, getting together, trying to, you know. Um, uh, so. So you needed a band name. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, how can I do that? How can I express my, and also <clears throat> make it not so obvious. And for me, I don't know why at the time. It didn't have to, but I had to be so adamant about, it has to be one word. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I was like but that's really hard he's like but you can also combine two words I was like okay that's really cool so I was thinking okay I'm a hybrid network hybrid I was I want to be you know hybrid um, because that's pretty much everything 
up to this point, like I'm multidimensional. I'm not just one thing. I know for a long time when I was uh, growing up as a kid, I've always been known as the Eminem guy. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, then fast forward to middle school or high school, it's like, oh, he's the Lamb of God guy. He's the Chris Adler guy, you know? And then now a little bit fast forward now, it's like, oh, he's the Meshuggah guy. Meshuggah. Yeah. And um, which changed my, changed my whole world of how I play music. But um, like, so, mm, so I, I was putting this together, hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. I was like, I like HY, okay, what's next after that? Uh, like hydrogen, like, you know, like one of the, the the elements of the universe, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, I forgot the other two. I was like, that's cool. I need hydrogen to, um, it's an element in the earth that we, if we don't have it, then we suffer. And we, so it's like kind of like, I need my music. Yeah, okay. Hydro, hydrogen. I'm like, okay, hyd- like, well, you don't want to take the word hydrogen. Like, I'm like, what about hydro? Yeah, like. Hydra the dragon, like dragon from Hercules, you know, mm-hmm. or the, or uh, King Ghidorah, I think mm-hmm. uh, the, mm-hmm. one of the Eminis for for Godzilla, mm-hmm. um, which makes his appearance in King of Monsters, mm-hmm. like that. I'm Just like, saw that last week. I mean, I'd seen it before, but saw it again. Oh, it's great, you know. So I'm like, oh, that's so cool, like a fucking dragon, like one, two, three. I don't know. Sounds yeah. dumb. No, I mean and, it's cool, right? And I was like, I'm not just one thing. I'm several things. I'm not just that. But if you fuck it together. This is what it is, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to hydro hydrogen, hydrogen. I was just like, whoa, hydrogen. I was like, hydrogen, uh, hydrogen. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. Um, it almost wants to sound like androgynous, androgynous. Yeah. Uh, I think Ed he even announced it hydrogena. I'm like, that's not wrong. Right. That's like I, I never really <laughs> thought about pronouncing, but it's hydrogena. That's how you're supposed to say it. But I say Jenna, Hydra, Hydra the dragon, the name of the dragon is Jenna. It's no, there's no really a personal girl in my life named Jenna. It just sounds, the way it rolls off is like, you know, which is like chasing the dragon, which I don't condone it that chasing the dragon means like heroin kind of thing. But that's not what it is. It's just chasing something that not impossible or unattainable, but something that you really have to put a lot of effort into to even to get there. I don't know if that makes sense. It does, yeah. How do you feel about your first record? Oh, man. I, I, I heard it recently. I cringe. Why do you cringe? <laughs> oh, man. The production it sounds very bad. It's because it was my first time when I'm hearing this stuff at me for the first time. I'm just like, oh, this sounds good. And again, I'm experiencing with I'm, the bass guitar... The only real instrument I'm, I'm programming on, uh, I'm, it's actually live, is the bass guitar, which is the distortion. That sounds, sounds very muddy. And I'm like, ah. But I had some technical, if, or I didn't have the skill. I didn't know how to, like, the original way that comes from the software before export comes out different. I didn't know how to do the settings, man. Like, I was and I was just, I was like, man, this is another fucking YouTube wormhole. I was like, fuck. But you didn't let that stop you. Right. So I told Why my... was it so important to you to finish it even though it was sketchy, like for you? Like you, you hadn't mastered the, the editing and everything. Why was it important for you to get it out? I think um, at this point, um, at around this time, I, I make the move back to the valley. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I felt it was... I think it was just like a, I was like, I, this is like, 
this is just a, a, a timestamp. Did you finish it in Austin? Yes. That okay. was very important to me. Okay. Um, just to be like, okay, I just want to get my feet dirty. I had to remember myself. Okay, I was, production sucked. It wasn't until after the fact, right? Um, plus the whole COVID thing and then moving back to the Valley, it, it really messed with me. It did. I didn't want to initially, but or the overall thing, I was like, but this is the right thing to do. So I'll just leave it at that. So I was like, well, it's your first one. Let it go. So in a way, and I this was your first public project ever, ever. Yes. And I think at this point, I'm like, dude, like, how old were you? 28. You were a baby still. My God. 28. I think. Yeah. Wait, 2020. What year were you born? 92. Yeah. 28. 28. 28 going into 29. So you got it in before you were 30. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I really made sure. Um, so, yeah. You lived such a crazy life in your 20s. Fast. Very fast. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of ups and downs, trial and tribulations, a lot of experience, a lot of work, a lot of grind, a lot of speed. You can hear that in the first record. The first time I heard it, I was like... <laughs> I didn't know Matthew had this in him. Like, I didn't know that your brain was this way. And then all of a sudden it showed me how your brain works. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is the shit that goes on in his mind. This is what he thinks about. This is These are the colors that he sees. These are the colors that he paints with. I heard the aggression. I heard the art. There's, there's like some artsy fartsy elements to it. I mean, that's the vocabulary that I have. Kind of like some high concept. Yeah, sort of stuff like in your music. Um, there were no vocals on the first record. Nope. Um, I don't even think there were like skits or anything. No, just straight songs. Straight bass. Straight bass all the way through. How did you pick your sound, find your voice? How'd you do that? Because you have a very weird voice. <laughs> it's weird. It is. It's unlike anything I've ever heard. Now, I know that you have... A constellation of influences um there's gent in there there's metal in there there's punk there's surf there's like what is um uh, and redefine landscape the, the opening track um reinvention reinvention the ah, like what what do you call this because that vibe is in all your music well, I, I gotta say this, like all that, that was always there from the beginning. And it's always like, it's kind of like this, uh, I'm going to get this wrong. So I it's apologize, right. but, uh, here's just like the bad way to put it. It sounds like this, like Egyptian epicness. Yes. Like, a, uh, like you're being transported out of earth is what yes. it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was there, and there, and that's like a, a through line in Hydrogena. So, that's in the DNA. It's in the bones. It's always been there. How did you arrive to that? And yes, great question. Um, I got to that point. There's a lot of sci-fi and cinematic stuff. You Definitely. can hear. You can hear. I was like, okay, if you're Hydra the Dragon, put a dragon sound in there. Okay, make it visual. Like, is he coming out of space? Is he coming out of the water? Uh, oh, it's a Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. It sounds cool. It's imaginary, cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, 
he's in water. Okay, he'll make surf music. You know, that that's pretty cool. It's a pretty common thing. A lot of textures there. Yeah. Very I'm thoughtful. Very and plus I'm a Pisces, which I'm not too like the moon of Virgo does not match my fucking stars, so therefore, like, I don't care about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I identify with it, but I'm not too anal with that. But yeah. anyways, um, I so Pisces, so I try to paint that picture. Pisces, octopus, uh, some, uh, you know, ocean sounds, you know. I add a lot of that stuff because I'm missing a lot at the same time. Even though I have bass and drums, I don't have a real guitar there, and there's no vocals, so I'm making it up. I'm making, I'm adding all these background noise. Atmosphere. I'm adding atmosphere to make up for the fact that I don't have a real guitar player. You know what I mean? I'm I'm missing this and I know it. And I know people can be like, but there's something missing here. Yeah. He has the backbone. He has the meat and potatoes, but where's the vegetables? Where's the, the, where's the, the nice chords, you know, that are ringing through and, um, where are the vocals? How do the vocals sound? Yeah. What's, you know, so that's why that's how i got to that point and how i got to like here you go here he goes um it goes back to hip-hop sampling mm-hmm. it enhances the song uh taking uh, from the 80s like from someone they clip off of like a little do-do-do-do-do-do. they take that little put they put it on the the dj set and yep. they, they put a beat over it and now somebody can rap over it now it's a yeah. hit or they pitch uh, it down, or they something. pitch it down, and now it's uh, "Gangsta's Paradise" by by Coolio. You know, right, but right. he took it from that little yeah. sampling hip hop. It was always there, so I kind of had that idea, like, okay, like bass and drums, like ah, yes, that's the backbone. But I'm missing a lot of those. I'm missing. I don't have a guitar player. Well, let me just add that atmosphere. Let me create a picture, and so that's how I arrived to that. You know, and I pick certain sounds and paint images to where. I match what I'm trying to say. So you have four EPs. No, I have two EPs and three albums. Okay. Four projects. Is that fair to say? Five. Okay, five. I'm sorry. Um, you dropped two in the same year. Um, that was last year, yes. But, but Yeah, two in the same year. Yeah, but one in also last year. So uh, uh, the year before that, 21. 21, yeah. Uh, at, out of these projects, which one's your favorite? Man. I've been, I struggle. It's like, saying, it's like saying, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> and I just had a kid. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So uh, I'm like, yeah. oh, man. You know, I probably have to go with the second passing. Why? Even though, out of those four, I I, I don't re, I don't count redefine landscape I, the recent one. Why? Because I just had it and it's its own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah. So the first four records is a nice little chapter. Okay. And then now for like redefine landscape. Yeah. Even though it is the whole th- yes, it's part of me. Yeah. It's part of me, but uh, I won't count it just yet, just because it's still fresh and new. Because you're like in this new new wave new sound new production you can just hear it's night and day but the second passing i think that's when i started to finally understand where like oh i'm trying to get my style now like okay um vocals are struggling a little bit but i'm starting to get in there um which by the way a revelation you helped me pick that art out and you helped me out photoshop it yeah 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 Super grateful for that. Sorry it took so much work. No, I know. But it was over 
via text. So it was yeah. hard to describe what I was trying to get. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, but no, we got there for sure. No, we got there. We got there. Yeah. Um, I look back and like even the first initial one, like, that was pretty good. Like, why'd you go with that one? That's, but, that's always the case. <laughs> that's always the case. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we did like 30 passes or something. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Yeah. And that's low. Oh, okay. That worked out. Um, and that's on the low end. Um, how do you define your style? I, I want to hear you put it into words because the first, what, two records are kind of vocalless? No, there's, there's some vocals. On the second one? Yeah, the, the first, my, so EP, Hybrid Chondra, and then it's Revelation. Okay. And there's two tracks with vocals. No, three tracks. Three tracks okay. with vocals. Okay, it's because I can't read the lyrics, so. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, especially with Redefined Landscape, that record needs to have a physical release because part of the experience that I was missing was going through the booklet, even though this doesn't exist anymore, right? going through the booklet and seeing like album art and reading the lyrics. Mm. I mm. really wanted to be more immersive with the art. Mm -hmm. There's a, I know I'm jumping around. Um, there's a track reawakening um, where it opens with kind of like a robot sound. It's a vocoder. Yes. And um, it, the visuals are the album cover. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And it really jumped out to me and it made me want to be like, I want to see more of that world. Mm. I want to experience more of the art and like live in that space. Um, but I didn't let you finish. I apologize. I just wanted, I wanted to say that. Cause, we'll get uh, there. Yeah. Um, how, how do you define your style? Um, I want to hear you put it into words. I'll do my best. I um... It's a combination of uh, cinematic. It's very visual. It's not just cut and dry, like, oh, it's what you did on the bass guitar or the way you sound. Like, yes, it does, but it's very visual. That's very one. Um, visual and cinematic. And I write in waves like this. So I try to make everything flow as best as i can sometimes it might be especially with the first four records like all these different styles of jumps like you went from this one surf track to like a fast punk song and then you went to like metal like yeah. what the hell yeah that's hard to wrap your that's what i meant by weird yeah i'm like i'm just when i think i got matthew's shit figured out like it changes and that's the thing with which is by design it is by design it's all there like hide, there's multiple things like you're gonna get this dragon you're gonna get this dragon you're gonna get this dragon I don't know in what order, but here it is, you know, and um, and it was also uh, me just showcasing with stuff that I really love and I'm influenced. Like people was like, dude, you're into like that surf rock. Like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, man. Um, the Eliminators, Dick Dell and um, all that, all that kind of style. And um, like, yeah, I love that stuff. Um, so visual, cinematic, waves. And groove that's the best way i can put it uh, um and maybe yeah that's one of the first initials out of my head i'm pretty sure i'll come up with something else what is what is your vocal lyrical content about like with cannibal corpse it's very um murder death mutilation 
Um, with Tool, it's very emotional, body, earth, spiritual, mm-hmm. um, and so on. With Eminem, it's very autobiographical, like personal. Oh, a song that showed up on my playlist recently, I forgot it existed, was Beautiful from Eminem. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, it opened with, I'm so fucking depressed, I just can't get out this slump, whatever. And I, and like it was like a story. Mm. And uh, what record is that? Relapse. Relapse. Um, and I was like, I was feeling it. I was like, damn, Eminem, like you felt how I feel right now. Like, that's crazy. Um, so we all, like, you know, lyrical content, like what is your lyrical content about? Like what, what stories are you telling? And I, and I simply ask because I can't read the lyrics and, uh, I know. and I, I'm not a lyric reader guy, but for your stuff, I'm super interested in that. Usually I, I like to tell stories or I like to match the theme of what I'm talking about, but I try to come from a narrator perspective. I'm I'm taking myself out and I'm writing about that. So I'm I'm I try to put it general and I try to stay away words from me, you, mm. like me. I just cuz I want the other listener to to put themselves in this place where I'm painting this picture. Again, it's visual. Like, hey, have you ever felt this vibe and you felt like that? Yeah. It's that, you know, yeah. rather than like this happened to me when I was 15. Like I don't and yeah, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But if I'm going to be visual and like cinematic and like romantic, I want to put it, I try to put it in third person view. Yeah. I try. I do incorporate a lot of my personal experiences. So it's a little, it, it can be a little hard to be um, general when it's also very specific for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So. I guess my lyrics are, yeah, they, it comes in a form of na- narrator, like poetry speech. Uh-huh. I once guess. A, once again, hip-hop influence as well. Yeah, very, yeah. Um, spoken word. Spoken words, just poetry, and it's that's the style. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Um, I've, and it's a little different. It's not, you're, I do, my screams are not the best, but I try. Um, I try to stay away from screaming only when I need to and if it's necessary. Yeah. Um, so even the first one, the first time I ever did lyrics was Rebirth to Rise. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see the, the the common theme here, Rebirth to Rise, Reawakening, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that one was really cool. I really liked the way it turned out. Um, and it was very Meshuggah. <laughs> Um, I hear a lot of Randy in your vocals. Ah, man. There's I, like a, I appreciate I, that. I think that's like the production, maybe. Probably the There's production. There's like a... Not, I'm not using the right words because I don't know sonics very well, but like there's like a a reverb sort of wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. And that's very Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, how intentional is that? Not at all. I'm just really like in a weird way. It's It's putting my microphone and just putting the distortion and i'm like this way and i'm just talking like this and it sounds like someone's screaming okay and it's that's what it is it's not yeah there's some parts where well at the time um the first microphone i used was a a ten dollar karaoke machine from the toy section at walmart why'd you do that because uh, i i didn't take vocals too seriously i didn't Mm -hmm. think so i was like i want the attack i want something to be there because i was like i know i'm missing vocals and this is for revelation revelation yeah and the first time i was like which is your second project second project and first album right so in 2021 and the only release out of the whole year 21 okay 
Um, so, I remember that there's a show. It's on HBO. It's called Primal, and it's an animated show, and it's about this caveman who goes on adventures with the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it's a fucking metal show. I mean, it's hardcore. I mean, it's bloody. There's guts. There's, I mean, it. it I recommend it. Like, watch it. You could just like start, get dropped in, and just start watching it. But I heard your record while watching that show, and it just like that's where I saw the pictures, and I was like, whoa! Like Re- I'm, I'm seeing this come to life. It's three dimensional. Revelation was like, whoa! And there was, I think the weird one is like a uh, portal number four. Mm-hmm. That one was like, what the fuck is this? And that was maybe intentional. But at the same time, it was more of like, I'm trying to find my voice here. Can't you hear me? Can't you hear me? Like, uh, can't you hear that through this? Yeah. Like literally. You that, know? I, yeah, that's the impression I got. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and I'll say this about Revelation. I'll go to second passing. Is that for now that it's in space? It's been what two years now that it's been out. Mm-hmm. The song Evolution is the most played, and it still gets played a lot. Why do you think that is? And it's my longest song. Hmm. That's That to me is wild. Like, what? Usually, hmm. like, six minutes? No, I'm going to the two minutes, you know? And I get it. it the way of the world, it's short span. But um, I think it's a real long, progressive, great compositioning. It was one of my best compositions, and I pay homage to Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens off with Walter White in the beginning when he's a teacher in the middle he's talking to Gus like so you can see the transformation mm-hmm. so I'm paying my homage to Breaking Bad and how I love the show mm-hmm. pretty much and then towards the end you know it becomes Heisenberg that's how I try to paint it it's very metal yeah, very metal but it has a lot of pictures and sounds and birds and dragons and like you're like whoa what is this and I try to metaphorically apply that to uh, to Breaking Bad um, and or and you can relate to it like the evolution of something yeah you know how someone changes how someone goes through something you know the cycle so i think maybe that's why but it's out there in like in finland being played in some <laughs> some playlist and someone keeps playing it that's so interesting <laughs> i'm like okay it got picked up that's spotify for you that's the way it should be yes, yes. so now it's funny because talk about full circle <clears throat> you would go through Pandora's box and now your tracks are out there and someone else's Pandora's box. Yes. And people are like, I want that vibe a part of this playlist. Yes. How's that feel? I feel like it's a little rub in my heart. Like it does good, you know, like because I know You know in sign language that means I'm sorry? Oh, does it? Yeah, what you just did. Oh, I just I just meant in like uh in a way of like my heart feels good. I mean though that's yeah, yeah. not the way it's been said. But uh um yeah, man, it feels great, and that's and it's 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 moving and captivating. It's very cool. Like so I'm doing something right. Like if I can just reach to someone, they can have it in their playlist. Like, and also I'm giving it back, and I'm also trying to tell other people like you can do this too. You know the way I feel about things, you have that feeling too, and you can go out there and put out your own music the way you want to. Like you know, and um, somebody is gonna hear it, mm-hmm. especially now, man. Also more, more more so than ever with Spotify. Which I use Distro Kid as a distributor. That's the way to do it. it. Has everything. Do you pay for that? Yeah, it's monthly. One, no, it's a one-time fee a year. It's twenty bucks a year. Oh, that's nothing. Nothing for unlimited. You can release as much as you want, and I think there's CD Baby or TuneCore, mm-hmm. but you have to pay. That's a lot. So if you make, so for every album, if you want to, for every song, it's like ten bucks. 
Damn. It's like, yeah, if you want to make 10 songs, 10 songs, 100 bucks. And your shit's like on Apple Music everywhere. It's everywhere. That's rad. Um, so, and I have the option if I don't want it on iTunes, I can just click it and be like, I don't want it on, on there. Um, but I try to keep it on the main ones. Like it's on Tidal and Deezer and well, some of the new ones, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird it's, how people use Deezer. <laughs> That's weird. It's out there, dude. Yeah. yeah. Tidal as well. Like, oh, I'm going to listen Tidal. to Tidal. I'm going to, I don't know, I guess. The second passing. By then, you knew what you were doing. I feel like now I'm starting to hold in my style. Like, I'm really... The first three tracks are, like, so strong. Uh, Quantum Shift, uh, Moon Tide, and Jumpstart. How are these albums, so far up until this point, to Second Passing, how are they different for you uh, in co- in content, storytelling-wise? Um, not really. There's not many, any much, any difference. If anything, it just gets better. I see. Uh, my chops starting to get a little bit more. You can tell I'm a little bit more confident in the bass guitar. Uh, I'm starting to use more vocals now. Now I'm starting to now it's starting to become a full picture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this one long big thing. And then Revelation and the second passing are pretty much a double. It's like one part one, part two. Mm-hmm. And then Metamorphosis kind of just captures it. Me summarizes everything that I've just done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, hey, I know between these two records, it's three hours apart. If you put them together, it's three hours, which is a lot. That is a lot. No, no, wait, no, I'm sorry. An hour and a half. I'm sorry. Okay. That's 45, 45. That's a, mo- that's a movie right there. An hour and a half is a lot. It's like, hey, can you listen to an hour and a half of my music? That's a lot. That is a lot to ask for. But it's out there and people can see, hey, can you give it to me in five songs? Like, can you give it to me in an EP? Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. So Metamorphosis was like, here's the what do you call that in english and literature like the when you write an essay like the thesis yeah the intro- introduction introduction a b c and then conclusion like uh-huh. that yeah like write me an essay and that was my metaphor metaphors for to capture everything that i've just done so so let's get to redefine landscape <sighs> now we're fucking now we're fucking this record is different um it's very i don't know how you're gonna feel about this it's but it's very catchy actually <laughs> um it's very chuggy by now like I, I know what your genre is like you're in a genre of your own like i can't put you in any other genre there's metal i, I still don't know what gent is like i still really don't you know it's the onomatopoeia of the sound it's just literally gent 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 that's just it's, oh. a, it's just the sound it's just basically a palm muted chord and, and you know, that's all it is. That's what it is. It's just the style. See, I always thought Gent was like the. Oh, oh no, no, no. That's no. what I thought Gent was. No, 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 no. So, what story are you telling with Redefine Landscape? Redefine Landscape. Um, I do want to say that you made most of these records in the Valley. Yes. And then Redefine Landscape. Did you start it in the Valley? I did. And then you ended it here. Yes. And that's in the record. Yes. Um, there's some sort of like frustration there. Yes. Again. Mm-hmm. Well, talk to me about that. Again, once I hit metamorphosis and I, it just felt like, I, I can't say I'll never do it in that style. But again, the lack of production, man, or like the lack of not having a guitar was eating me up. So I went down on you. I was like, you know what? Let's go get a new. I was like, you're still going to write 
in the format I think I'm going to write. You know, I'm still going to do my formula, mm-hmm. just in a different sound. And I was like, how do I do that? Oh, there's plugins, dude. Go find a plug, a guitar plugin, find the one you want, and start writing from there. I was like, oh, okay. YouTube wormhole, I don't know, find, get down YouTube, whatever, find it. I find the plugin, I pay for it, of course, and this and that, and here I go. Once I found the eight-string guitar plugin, I was like, oh, and I dialed it into way the way I wanted it. I was like, this is it. But now it became like, like, oh, this is what I always wanted. This is the beginning since hypochondria. But I was like, mm. I was like, don't say that, man, because then. Er- You're disrespecting the journey. Right. I was like, dude, but it took you this this long to get here, so. And maybe that's what it had to, had to take. And okay, cool. So okay, cool. And I started started messing around with it again. I'm playing the guitar without physically playing the guitar. I know it's kind of weird. I'm just on a keyboard. I don't know how you do it. Like I actually don't know the. You just it's just basically like telling the plugin saying, "Hey, uh, these." Well, I know that, but I don't know how. Like I don't know what's real and what's not real when I'm listening well, to it. Well, I mean, I can tell you the same. Like I'm playing it, I'm typing it out. It's all rhythm and syncopation, but I can't tell you what key it, it's in. Right. Well, maybe I can. The sound can... sounds pretty real, though. It sounds like yeah. a real guitar. Yeah. I mean, AI technology. Yeah. We're already there. You can replicate anything. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, I was like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. But, but for whatever it was, it was, I flushed a lot out in a good way. Like in a, that. That's gonna allow me. Okay, if I'm gonna make the next step to the next sound, um, okay, it's gotta be the real deal, you know. Even though it's not, because I, it's not the physical. I wish I had an eight-string guitar, which I'll look into that. Um, um, just for the sound, not to be all this virtuoso arpeggio kind of guy, but just to get the 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 the, the, the riffs rhythm very very basic. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, once I got it, now I'm like, oh, my approach, my now my writing approach started to get a little bit different, because it's not I'm not used to just picking. The, now I don't even have the bass guitar anymore. I'm in front of a screen, you know, and I'm seeing these like, uh, I'm seeing the eight string guitar, and I'm just tapping it out, and I'm seeing, you know, and I'm just tapping it out. Interesting. And once I, once I tap out something I like, I tap it out, or I I can go in manually in there and like you know tell the guitar what to play. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. But I need it sped up a little bit. Okay, that's a little too fast. Okay, right, cool. It's a weird way to write music, but it's music for me. And it's it's what I got right now. What's this record about for you? Redefine Landscape. So, um, it's, it's, it sounds like, it's in the music, no, but it's in the title. So, Landscape. So, it's my way of, I'm, I'm coming back to Austin. I was in the Valley for two and a half years. From 21 of January all the way to of this year of 23, May of 23. So that's two and a half years. So once I realized I was I was coming back to Austin, um, I was like, man, that sounds like a cool record. I was like, dude, you, I was like, you're familiar with the landscape. The landscape is the same. Austin's the same. You know this place. You've been here for a decade, maybe eight years with a two year gap. But now, ten years ago, I was already I was here, and now ten years later, I'm still here. But um the the landscape is still the same but redefine means i'm re i'm giving it a different meaning than the so this record is a little more autobiographical than your others in content yes interesting yeah. why'd you make that choice because mm, it, it reminds me it, it's because uh it reminds me how i started 
And a lot of it too, I wrote it for my 21 year old self the first time around. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's what I've, I was like, I didn't even know how I, to even, my 21 year old brain couldn't even think about to even get something like this, you know? Yeah. So I'm writing to my 21 year old self and, and some other moments, you know, but, uh, so yeah. What would 21 year old Matthew think about this record? Would this be his shit? I think so. Maybe, oh, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a weird one. But I think overall, I'd be like, you made this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, 10 years from now, yeah, you're going to make this. Um, by the way, there's four other records, you know. It's like, yeah. holy shit. So, um, so, yeah, Redefine Landscape. Yeah, it's just the landscape is the same, but now I'm more mature and I'm more grown and I'm, I'm kind of hitting some poisons some spots now i think i know the answer to this what's your favorite track off the record oh man i battle between reawakening is fucking hard yes 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 right daddy you're so big and strong sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry i have no bits now we're fucking man and that one to me i wrote that wells in the valley interesting um um with the, still with the ten dollar cheap microphone. I don't know why you did that, but go on. <laughs> no, but it was at the time. But I eventually got a better microphone, which is cool. AT one hundred, or it's a condenser mic. Yeah. So, uh, which I started recording that in Turning Point and on. I don't mm. know if you can hear that. I think so. Um, it was more audible and more crisp. Yeah. Um, so, um, I battle between reawakening and the never ending chase. Okay. And it's kind of not yeah. fair. Those but... are good, man. Those are really good. Uh, Reawakening, Never Ending Chase, and Trifecta Drive are my favorite tracks, obviously. Well, which is the one that sticks out for you most? Uh, Never Ending Chase is a great closer. Um, probably Reawakening, to be honest. Just because it fucks. Well, also, too, Reinvention is actually part of Reawakening. It was supposed to be all in one track, oh. but I kept them separate because I wanted the listener to know here's me fucking you know what i mean like right. play the track here rather than take you this this story this story yeah and um to paint a picture like reinvention was in a desert wind blowing yeah. so south and this uh which by the way i I, ba- I paid for those vocals oh did you yes i, did. I was gonna ask where you got them i paid for those vocals she's on youtube and her name's andrea crooks you can find her and there's a bunch of stuff that's bad F- film you can use it for film uh, you can use it. The only thing now is like you just got to add your stuff on top of it. You right. can't just copy and paste yeah. and release it like that. Yeah. You got to put. That's you got to alter it. You got to alter it. You got to put. That's why I put strings underneath. I don't know if you heard that string. Has yeah. mm, like the you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to match that her note. She was like the, the, her frequency, which she was trying to hit, and then you have like the the thunders and the. You know, it's like something's about to happen. What the fuck? Right. Is, that's what I wanted in the beginning. Like, what's going on here? Like, what? You don't know if you're on Earth or if you're going somewhere else yeah, or, or in a desert or whatever. Yeah. And like, whoa. And like, okay. And then, then I introduce the sound a little bit. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And I do it right, left. I pan them, right, mm-hmm. left. So I wanted the, 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 like, what is this? Like, what are you trying to tell? Like, it, so it's my, it, it's being ro- very romantic about this is my new sound. And here it comes. Mm. And then cut, here, here comes the fucking, like, oh, now we're fucking reawakening into, like, 
whoa and then especially i only do like one bar verse and i cut to the chase like the very chords catchy i was like it's hard it's hard i was like oh this fucking slaps and fucks and so and and then i go back to a verse like wait okay it's we'll fuck but let's give a little break you know yeah um so yeah i do i do like reawakening i really do it was like my introduction to the new sound so that's why and it was my first completed song in this Interesting. In this that, that, I think I wonder if that's rare to have your first song be the first song on the record. Yeah, I knew it right away. Interesting. I was like, this is the first one. And I already knew it, like, reawakening. Like, there was yeah. no, it wasn't titled anything else or whatever. Um, so, and then just, I, and the vocoder. Mm-hmm. I was, again, being romantic again. It's like, it's me, but it's still not me yet. Like, I'm not going to introduce uh, Oscar from Hydrogena yet. Right. It's like, here's this narrator, like, robot angel kind of thing and by the way you're gonna get another verse so where is he at i don't hear those where where are the vocals and then awake awake you know that's that's me yeah and then i opened the lines with free at last from my shackles mm. so that's pretty dark but uh but it fucks yeah. <laughs> um but that's just very being ro- romantic about uh shackled to the fact of like i'm being chained up to like this thing that i can't hear like i have in my head and i need to get it out yeah um but you can also apply it to like something personal or dark but that's why i left it open-ended yeah you know, and really. you, can, you can hear it on the record um when you get to trifecta drive i wanted to like start with that you know mm. but i was like let me hear the whole thing and i you know i heard the whole record in order i still don't know who's eddie and who's guillen but i do want to say i really don't you're probably like no shit this is fucking obvious but I really don't, you know, because it sounds like it's one sound. Right. Um, but full circle from Metallica. Metallica. 2018. And you're yeah. like, one of these days, I'm going to get these guys to work together. And you did it. I did it. It took me five years. <laughs> takes as I, long as it takes. It's not the way that people draw it up. And it's not like, I'm going to get in the lab. And I just heard this one thing. And I just got, on, you know, yeah. I know. And I truly desire to have that someday. But for now, for what I've got. It's a very simple riff. Dun, 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 dun. And I just heard this drive like, okay. I just kept it very simple. And I was like, I was like, this sounds cool. And it sounds very like, you know, I was like, I sound, I, I need a solo. I need a guitar solo. I want freestyle. I want like that jazz setting. Like, you know. Who, uh, who opens it? Uh, Eddie. Eddie. Okay. I thought so. Uh, but it's very melodic, so you know it could have been Guillen too. True, uh, interesting comment because um, for me, uh, even though I don't compare or see Eddie Warner better than the other, I see them as their own voice and their own thing, right? Of course. But I purposely put Guillen at the end as like the main event. You know, that's yeah. was very romantic. Before he comes on, there's like this, and there's three dragons. Hydra the dragon again. Mm-hmm. The concept is there. I'm in trifecta. the trifecta. Trifecta. Trifecta drive. Um, so the theme is still there. Like, oh, that's so cool. Um, so yeah, so it's Ed, it's me holding the backbone. Eddie has has something to say, by the way, and Guillen has something to say too. And um, I purposely, wrestling, he's the main event. But I wanted, before I give you the main event of Guillen, I wanted to put like, here's a video package first. Mm-hmm. It's like, give me a fucking match, man. Like, you know, uh, give me the... Hit cut to the main mu- event. Cut yeah. to the main event. Like hit his music already. It's like no, we gotta watch his promo first. You know whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it t- it took a while though. 
uh, when I first, when I, when I heard it, I was like, okay, okay. So I reached out to Ed first. I was like, hey man, like, can you write a solo over this? I was like, yeah. And it was almost, almost immediate, maybe like a week, two weeks. When I reached out to Gin, which was, again, I was like, this is my first time ever collabing with him. And I know he's very aware about my music. I was like, but would you ever want to do something with me? So I just threw it out there. I was like, look, dude, can you work with this? Um, he's like, yeah, just give me, just give me a bit. And uh, for something happened, and it took a while. It took maybe like three, four months. And I asked him, hey, man, you got anything? He's like, oh, man, I, you know, I'm still working on it. I want to say here not too, not recently, not too long, before funeral for, funeral for my youth, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't really doing much. You know, I think he re-released uh, Into the Void. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He remastered it and remixed it. I heard it again. Great. And that's kind of it. So I, I don't know if he was in that headspace. Or maybe he was just a little like, Ugh, I don't want to do anything, which I understand. Um, so, yeah. And then finally, finally, uh, Easter of this year, you were there. Um, the, the day before Easter, uh, we got on the phone call. We talked for like two hours. He's like, man, what are you listening? What are you hearing? And I was like, you know, and we go over this thing. And I was like, he's like, all right, give me, give me, just give me a little bit more. And I, and I got you. I'm like, okay, cool. So once I moved back to Austin, this is mid of May. Sure enough, I see a link to Dropbox. He's like, what do you think? Mm. And I was like, holy shit. So it took a little bit, but I let it take its course. Yeah, it's the process. And I, I let Gian just be Gian. I was like, dude, there's no rush. I even told him like, look, if you need more bars or more space, mm-hmm. I can expand that. If you feel like, dude, I hear that. I was like, okay. I was so open. Like, I was like, dude, but this is the, the vibe I'm trying to get. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know you can hear it. He's like, yeah, yeah. So, again, that's another. That's a homage to Meshuga. If that's not Meshuga, then <laughs> um, super. He has that, uh, the main guitarist from Meshuga, uh, Frederick. Um it's very apparent, you know, but it's in our own way, so it's just pretty cool. Um, so when he opened up with those four chords, I was like, oh my God, it's so fuck. And then once he starts to fuck on the guitar, I was like, that's it, that's it. Let's give Gian his, his flowers. Like, how amazing is it to work with him and what a talented guy. And he's, he, he, he listens to everything, and so he can pull, um, he can pull things out of the air that like most people don't have the vocabulary for. He has the vocabulary. He's trained. Um, even if you, hell, if you ever need vocals in the future, he can do that. Like, mm-hmm. the, I mean, what a collaborator, you know, uh, yes. what an honor to work with him. How does that feel? Super grateful and humble, man. I'm, I'm so super happy. I was like, oh, when, I, when I first heard it, I was like, is this really happening? So that's why I had to really make sure like before I bring you in and like, I have to make you wait just a little bit. There's little like you know there's a dragon in the background and dun dun, dun dun has like a beat yeah like something's coming you know so I try to be a little bit romantic about it I kind of wanted to honor and respect him in that way and I I say vocals there yeah. I say when worlds collide dreams become a reality yeah 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 that's my little hidden man like this is a dream yeah like to have Guillen on you know but I say it in like when worlds collide and dreams become a reality so yeah it's just to be very I don't know. I feel like that's the, that's like the bar of the record. When worlds collide and dreams become a reality. Yeah. 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 Like that to me is like the, that's, that's it right there. That's the whole record right there. So to, yeah, I, uh, all the flowers and balloons and some and more anytime, man. And I know 
Ken is, he's very humble, man. I know sometimes he's kind of like, <clears throat> I know. Because I, I listened to the podcast with you and Gian. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah, he's amazing. Great, man. Great. I respect that guy anytime. And I've told him, like, dude, if you want me to do vocals for you or you want me to write you a riff, anytime, brother, like, please. And um, so, yeah. And we, we, he always sends me his stuff and it's great. And we have a Dropbox and I'm like, oh, what do you think? This is? I'm not going to release it though, but what do you think? You know? Yeah. And so it's pretty cool to have that feedback. And he's very uh, vocal. So I like that. I like his feedback. So I'm very grateful, man. I'm super humble. And um, so thank you, Guillen. I really appreciate it, man. I want to get to your list. But yes. one of my final questions, yes. actually, is where does Hydrogena go from here? You've, you've told a lot of your stories. And a lot of what was on this pod about your frustrations and that uncertainty and um, the anger Yes. Like it's on, it's on the music now. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from here? Mm. I, it, it, that's one of the questions that first came when I first released it. Like, okay, you can release it and then what? Okay, now it's out there and then what? Yeah. I'm going to let a little bit of time just pass. It's still fresh in my head. It just came out. It just came out and I don't want to hear it anymore in a good way. It's meaning like, I don't know how many times I went down each song to a review to make sure I'm like, and there's still someone like, oh, I forgot to add a fill in there. Son of a bitch. It's little small details. I forgot to turn on. I the... actually think of, I think I know which part you're talking about where I'm like, there's supposed to be a fill here. Like, yeah, this is, this is, this is Oscar. How did he, where, where is it? Yep. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. funny. You said it's that. Cause it, yeah. I, I wouldn't have said that, but yeah. Yeah. How I thought about it's it. It's there. So there's mistakes, not a mistake, but it's like something's missing. Hey. Yeah. Areas of opportunity. Yeah. So, it's, I had to just leave it alone. Meaning like, if, I don't know, those little details were killing me, man. Cause like, I'm, I'm doing all this just by myself too. Of course. So, um, I'm going to let time pass by and it made me realize I can compose and now I can not the best mixer. I don't know how to mix a record, but, uh, there's also like on the pay for training. Yeah. I'm yeah, looking to take into a it. course. Looking something. Uh, I looked into it. Yeah. And so I already I already dabbled in, so I'm pretty sure once I get in, I'm like, oh, this is what I was doing wrong. It might just be one person be like, yeah, just do this instead of that, and you're going to be like, fucking hell. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so there's that. Let some time pass by. And I think once 2024 comes around, I'm going to get a wild hair up my ass, and then I'm just going to release. 2024, something's going to happen. I feel it. Something's going to – like, I, I, I have a – like, you know how – like dogs bark before like an earthquake like i feel that way like something's gonna happen in 2024 so there's gonna be material there yes so yeah. i i i think i might i i might say it right now but uh also too I, i'm probably gonna go the singles route mm. one track love that just okay dude it's like okay ep albums and although i will say i say these are albums or eps mm-hmm. but they're not these are demos and auditions. This sure, is this sure. is my 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 profile, my art profile, my musician profile to collab with the next musician and or get get the next gig. I don't think if I if I hadn't done the the past four records before Redefined Landscape, I don't think I would have collabed with Gian. Because well, it's like yeah, he does want to collab with you, but what do you have? Of course. What is there to show you like need the portfolio? So now Gian can be like, "Oh, 
oh yeah i can work with something like that or give somebody else an opportunity like hey out of all the discography this right here i can do that like, okay cool so it's it's giving myself a chance for the next opportunity the next gig the next collaboration the next musician i meet out there in the world he can be from out from uh sweden and like you know uh and he'd be like yo i like whatever and i'm, I'm down for that that's pretty cool so um and i think I want, i'm i'm gonna go with the singles route for sure because i think that's a great idea album nipis they that take so much out of you man for sure so redefine landscape redefine landscape did take a it took a year to make wow from september 22nd all the way to november so maybe a little over a year a year and two months you can hear it i had to make sure like i had to be romantic like this is a new sound like holy shit and i just wanted people to know like i'm glad you keep using the word romantic because yeah, it's it's absolutely. actually a beautiful triggering word for me um real quick this is a, this is an actual tangent but um it's all good cm punk came back of course and um that's very romantic you know when your hero yes. comes back like in a big glorious like people are calling it one of the greatest returns and that might be recency bias but it's wrestling so people are hyperbolic um and i'm re-watching wwe and i, I haven't i stopped watching it uh like five years ago and uh they have a whole new way of doing business now that like i'm still getting used to and you mentioned like okay before we get to the main event with Guillen, here's this little promo package. Like right. right before, I know you want it, but I want you to want it, right? Mm. Um, WWE does that, and it's very romantic. They are a very romantic business. Like they're very, um, they're not wrestlers. They're superstars, right? It's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment. Like it's very romantic. Like, um. You can get you can drop in at any time, and get familiar with who everybody is and mm -hmm. why they're fighting. Mm -hmm. You know they put a lot of effort into that production mm -hmm. storytelling. So like you using the word romantic to me is like reminding me just how beautiful that is. Like to pay homage, to set up something and frame it in such a way that is like a beautiful like. You know. It kind of goes back to like your roots of like remain regardless, like the 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 effort and energy of like this is bringing people together. And what is more romantic than like making music that praises God? Yes. Right. Like that's romantic. Right. Yes. Um, and so like your whole story. Now I'm getting romantic about. Um, this has been a four hour podcast. It was the longest podcast I've ever done. Oh, shit. That's romantic. It doesn't feel like four hours. I, well, that's how I like to think I'm pretty good at my job. Just kidding. No, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's that's the way it should feel. Um, but now I'm getting romantic because so much of your journey was about like the struggle, the anger, the pain, the, the hurt. How are you doing today? 2023. It's December 2nd of this recording, 2023. Mm. Where are you at right now? Like, how do you feel? And as, as a musician and as a man. Um, I feel like I'm entering uh, uh, the next phase of my life. I feel like uh, I just said goodbye to my 20s like two years ago, you know, so I'm good with it. I'm happy with it. I don't regret anything. Good, bad or indifferent. All my mistakes, the, all the bad stuff that I said or if I'd hurt anybody like um, I'm good with it. And I said goodbye and I've always looked back and um. Not, I mean, 
even if it's like it was dark a couple times, I always have to remember that it I always got some good out of it, you know, and I've always tried to even though as bad as it sucked and this and that and I felt angry. I always try to channel it into something positive and uh, what way to do it and then into music and just let it out. So it's a very good outlet and I feel so happy now. I feel more with Redefined Landscape. It's like, I know it took me four records, but damn it, you know, um, and who knows? It's a weird hydrogena. I could just do a surf rock album, the next one, mm-hmm. or I can just continue doing the sound. I don't know. And I have that. I have the options. So I'm still, I just, I've, I've, I came back to Austin. I've only been here for what, six months, seven months now. I want to see the full cycle. I want to go, I want to be in May of 2024, even though I don't know how it looks like, but I want to be standing May 6, 2024. Okay, dude, it's been one year, you know, and uh, I just, I want that because it was a little tough again. Um, going from the valley coming back um there was a lot of, there was a little bit of weight there um so um hence why i wrote down a um, suffering departure that's a very dark song it's really dark um but so uh, i guess i'm I'm going through this journey of being my own man and I'm I'm starting to get to a place where I can feel more at ease and more relaxed and be in a position to do something like this. Mm-hmm. So anytime you you want me to write a song for you, I can. Or are you I was like I want that hydrogen esque for this. Mm-hmm. I can do that for you. Um and I'm more open, you know, to do something like this. Like I, I feel like if I didn't have made that music, I there's no confidence for me to even do this, you know. Uh, I even told you at first, I was like, uh, it's the way I sound, you know. <laughs> if I, sound, I sound weird, but I don't know the way I come off. But um, so, again, let some time pass by. February, March, April, and feel it out. And what's next for Hydrogena? Well, I'll do the singles route. I'm still going to, ha- I'll always write. Even if I don't have the intention of releasing it, I still want to just keep my pulse on it. Oh yeah. Even if it's just like you don't you don't want to knock off the cobwebs. No, no. I I want I just want to run the ropes in my in my backyard. I don't want to have a match in front of everybody. You know, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be the main event. I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to run the ropes. Like I want I want I need to take the bumps. So even though if it takes me six months, like I'm ready to go. Someone says, hey dude, I just heard your stuff. Come on, like go come drum for us. Like and I would be ready. You know, so um, and I. I'm gonna really try this time year round to push to for a a rehearsal space so I can set up my drums because I do have a drum set by the way, um so I think I'll actually be physically engaged for hydrogen and I think that'll help a lot to be more creative and it's different. You to, need space. You need space, but it's different to hear something that's in the right in front of you in the computer in your head and that's cool mm-hmm. and you capture it, but it's different when you sit behind the actual kit. And come up with something like, oh, that sounds so cool. Let me go take that. Let me go program that. Mm-hmm. Because it's just you're 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 involved with the instrument, as opposed to just opening up the plugin. It's playing the drums, but you're not, you know, yeah. because you're programming it. So, um, yeah. So, I hope that made sense. I hope that answered that question. No, it did. Um, 
I want to make sure that we get to your list and I want to make sure that you get all your shit in. Is there anything that maybe I didn't ask or something else that you want um, to talk about before we tell people yes. how they can support you and listen to Hydrogen and listen to these new records and that way they can actually have music to accompany with the podcast and be like, oh, that's what these guys are talking about. That's what he means by cinematic, you know. Before we get there, like, is there anything? I, I want to know if I missed anything. Uh, just the, 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 uh, the influential, the, I just want to name influences of drummers. Of course. That I inspired, aspire, and I always interest, interested, like, I want to see more. I want to see more of the video. Okay, I saw the interview. Okay, I already saw everything. Okay, go to the next drummer. Okay, okay give me more. Oh, I need more, you know, so. Of course. Uh, there's a big list, but they somehow, some way, I see myself in them, and they keep me. Uh, it always reminds me, like whenever I get dark, or maybe I get complacent, or I, I start to lose track, or I start to like, like get discouraged. I just like put on one of these videos, like, oh my god, yes. It reminds me again, like, dude, like this is fun, man. Like you love this instrument. I don't know. Sometimes you can get a little hard on yourself and this and that, but. Um, there's a lot, and I and there's so much to cover, but there's a lot, there's a handful of drummers in there that I've I'm influenced by, and you can hear like the ones that I'm I'm just gonna call out, and that's pretty much it. Like it's just saying, thank you for showing me, thank you for, thank you for you picking up those sticks and you believing in yourself, so you can play the drums, and then so I can watch and be like, holy, like that's, I want to do that, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, right now it's not the way. But it's I'm still involved in it somehow, you know. Even right now, like I'm involved with the creative, it's still something mm -hmm. as opposed to like nothing, you know. So, um, anything else? Um, well, who are those guys? Um, I have them right here. So this this was just a I just want to show it quick. Like this was just like a bracket to hit all the spots, and I think yeah. we hit them without even without even looking at the notes. I didn't even look at it. No, I swear. Yeah. We yeah. And we ended with redefined landscape, so it's perfect. Oh, fuck yeah! So these are the list of drummers. Yeah, there's a total. Of 55. Oh my god! There's a total of fifty-five. I just want to run through them. Real run quick. through them. Uh, the first fifty are men, and the last five are female. Uh, Chris Adler, Thomas Hawk, Matt Garska, Gene Hoagland, Bobby Jerzombek, Steve Shelton, Mike Portnoy, Lars Ulrich, Dave Lombardo, Uli Kush. I think I said that right. Gar Samuels, JoJo Mayer, Tony Royster Jr., Thomas Pridgen, Eric Moore, Mike Johnston, Sean Reinhardt. Thomas Lang, Neil Peart, Travis Barker, Bill Stevenson, Morgan Agron, Anup Sassri. Sorry if I said that wrong. Joey Jordison, Dave Weckl, Vinny Kaliuta, Steve Gadd, Benny Greb, Vladislav, Vladislav Ulasvik. Sorry, man. Uh, Stuart Copeland, Tony Williams, Gene Krupa, Jim Chapin, Igor Cavalera, Dirk Berberian, Gavin Harrison, Vinny Paul, Pete Weber, Raymond Herrera. Danny Carey, Dennis Chambers, Gary Novak, John Bonham, Clive Burr, Phil Collins, George Kalias, Derek Roddy, Grayson Nukertman, Dom Familario, and Buddy Rich. Those are like 50 drummers that impact me. And these are the five females as well. Meg White, Mado Cohen, Annika Niles, Paulina Villaliar, and Sheila E. I think I said that right. So they, I had to just, I somehow discovered them and they blow my mind and I want more. And I'm just, there's so much there. And I learned from each and one of them something, feel, dynamics, sound, tone, the way someone moves, the way they, they drum, their, the way they set up their drum set, all that. So I just want to make a shout out. Like those yeah. are my drumming influences. So I've, 
I watch instructional DVDs like today I'm going to show you the paradiddle, you know, all that stuff. And, let me, you know, all of that. I watch it all. Even though I know what a paradiddle it is, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. You know, because there you might learn something. It's, it's like it feels like it's infinite. It's never ending. Hence, never ending chase. Um, it's a long life journey. It's a long life instrument. Like I'm going to play this till I'm 65, 70, till I'm not here anymore, till I can't anymore. I'll probably be on a practice pad on like my deathbed or something mm-hmm. right before. And I'm like. I think my left hand's getting better, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, so, um, that's how much I love drums. I love drumming and, and music is life and uh, drum is the choice of my instrument. And, uh, I can't wait to actually be playing on a, on a, on a live kit some, someday here soon. And, um, what else? Hydrogena, you can find it on an Instagram, YouTube, um, Hydrogena, H-Y-D-R-A-J-E-N-A-H. Hydrogena or hydrogena. Um, Instagram is hydra, hyd, hydrogena underscore for whatever reason. It didn't allow me to have it just one word. Spotify, hydrogena. Um, it's also on Apple. Um, it's also on YouTube as a video. Some people, I don't know why, like, can you send me the link for YouTube? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, so you can find me there and um, it's there forever. So anybody that wants to chime in and uh, take a listen and what have you. Uh, this is me. This is me. Uh, this is the most naked I've ever been, ever in existence. This is the most opening. I mean, I'm really not missing anything. Maybe once I'm done, like, oh, I probably missed that part. But those are little details that whatever. But for the most part, I try to hit each and every marker to catch up with someone. So if someone's out there like, man, like, how come he's like that? How come he acts this way? How come, how come he's so, there you go. You know, I hope it, I hope it gives someone insight, a perspective and anybody that's out there that's struggling to be a creative is like, dude, I hope you can use my example of like, I cringe with my first record, but just keep with it and stay sick with it. That's the whole point. I stuck with hydrogen you can tell from hyperchondria EP all the way to redefine land. I just stuck with it and I did it and I did it and I did it. So I wanted to reach out to someone uh out there that's either doing it or there's there they just don't know how or what and um and if they want to they can reach out to me personally if they want uh or reach or dm me um which is oscar matthew oscar spelled a-w-s-k-e-r-m-a-t-h-e-w you can find me there instagram facebook and send me a message i'm more than welcome to discuss anything and just try to be a friend or a stranger or whatever uh i try to be accommodating for again for the creatives Anybody that's out there that picked up an instrument or wants to do a podcast, you know, maybe someone's like, oh, Oscar's in a podcast. Now I want to be in a podcast. I have a story to say. I was like, well, here's my boy Knives. It, here's a contact info. Get with him. He will do, he'll do a podcast with you, by the way. Like, you know, um, yeah. So I'm more than welcome to more than welcome. I mean, I'm more than welcome to have all these doors open and uh I'm just more free and open and allowed I'm allowing myself to be out there. You know, I'm allowed to I'm finally at a place where I feel comfortable with who I am. I know it took me 31 years, <laughs> but uh maybe 20, but uh um but I'm so happy to be in this position and uh I'm so thankful for this podcast. I really am, man. You're going to I won't say that this would explode, but I know it'll reach out to people that I don't even know. And they're just going to like, whoa, I, I just hope they take away something. And I, 
I want him to say I'm sorry that it took four hours. No, but, don't, but don't. some stories require that time. Yes. And when you listen to it, like uh, Roger Ebert, who was a film critic, said there's no such thing as a good movie that's too long. If it's good and it ain't too long, it's it's short. You know what I mean? So I hope this passed by for people that listen to it and, and they heard it on a long walk or they heard, they heard it in 10 chunks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there, <laughs> well, th there's a playlist worth of content that is inside this podcast and I'm happy to do it. You know? uh, I got to be reminded about this one is that uh, for that one person that made it this far with not stopping. Hell yeah. Thank you. I love you. Uh, you deserve to be loved. And uh, um yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that because I, I know it's not easy to sit through four hours. Uh, and I've sat through four hours, but the ones that I've been interested in, you know, so. Of course. Um, um, yeah, man. So I think that's, I'm pretty good. I don't, I don't think I'm missing anything unless you feel like no, something. I, I feel, I feel really good. Okay. Um, I just want to end this with saying, I love you. I love you so much. And thank you for coming on this podcast and doing this with me. Like, it's it's epic and it's romantic and it's all yes. the things that I set out to try to make. And so I asked you, hey, man, if you ever want to make a music video or something, I'm happy to do that. And you're like, you know, what would be cool. A podcast. And I thought, you know what? I, that I can do. Right, right. You know, so I'm happy we got this in. And uh, for everybody that made it this far, thank you. Let us know in the comments and I uh, appreciate you guys and uh, keep a force field around your heart. We'll see you guys on the next podcast. Peace. Peace.